afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, June the 17th, 2021. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. We got a nice show for you lined up today. No shortage of news this week. In fact, I had to spend most of my time paring the news down as we just exited uh, the week of, of Summer Game Fest and E3. Uh, so obviously there was an absolute uh, wealth of news. Even during a pandemic year, a wealth of news. Of course, it wasn't exactly the, uh, the, uh, the, the pizzazz that a normal year might have when everyone's not stuck at home doing, you know, uh, virtual machining into work and, and waiting for 15 minutes for the start menu and windows to open up while they're trying to do uh, design work. But we still got a lot of news, so we got a lot to cover today. Uh, but I, I basically pulled the highlights of the highlights. If you follow, uh, if you follow us on Life's Glitch TV 2, which is the Patch Notes channel on YouTube, uh, or if you're on the RSS feeds already, I did a recap of every show, I think, except for Nintendo and Razer. Nintendo, because I couldn't stream the show and watch it live at the same time, Nintendo, like, put out a release, I don't know, something like 15 minutes before the show went up, and they were like, hey, fuck everyone. And then Twitch said, okay, we just won't stream it at all either. So it was a bit of a gong show, but I do have uh, notes in here for today's show that didn't have, like, a specific little thing uh, all for uh, for its own. But before we get to the hot damn! Bro, where did you get the hot water tank size water bottle? Look at the size of the, Oh my... So, you know. Why she was thinking of you. So what do the words say? Drink water, you cuck. Stop being dehydrated, you bitch. Yeah. Says, good morning, do it for yourself. <laughs> Keep going, drink more. Tons of energy. No excuses. Almost there. Yay, you did it. <laughs> so like on that. a scale of, uh, of good morning to yay, you did it, where are we at right now? No excuses? Um... Are we just below no excuses? Oh, I only filled it up to no excuses. So, I mean, we are... <laughs> Which, in and of itself, is kind of an yeah. excuse, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, so, Some you know, irony I'm, there. I'm, working, I'm working on it. All right, that's okay. That's all right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, well, before we get uh, started with all this news, uh, the first thing I have to ask is, Mr. Black, how's your week? Uh, it's been a pretty good week. Um, house is finally sold and done done, so... Um, that headache is behind me. Um, all of the, the, uh, the flooding and the hard work and the fucking late nights kind of all paid off. So, Wonderful. um, yeah, that worked out. That worked out splendidly. Um, so that part is done. I got a PS5 today. It happened. I saw that. Yes. Um, got it from a guy. Um, he actually had two of them. I almost bought both. Um, Got it for eight hundred bucks, so I paid nice. like like eighty bucks more than what yeah, it is in store. It's not, the disc one. Yeah, that's so, not really any different. Yeah, so <laughs> I was just like, you know, it is. He actually lives right beside Micmac Mall, and apparently oh. they had uh, a small shipment go in, and uh, him and his roommate or whatever both went in and lined up and bought one, um, and uh, they were just they yeah they already had one so. They, I guess, they undercut everybody else. Like most of them that you see that are for sale are between nine fifty and a thousand bucks. Like if you're trying to buy one on, oh, that's like, lucky. 
Yeah, like there are twelve hundred. eBay's like twelve and thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he still has another one. Uh, I almost bought both, um, but uh, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be that guy. Somebody else is. And he's selling it at eight hundred bucks, which is very reasonable. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So Canadian scalpers. Canadian sell, yeah, selling Canadian. it at uh, at after tax prices. Pretty close to it. Like yeah. they're what the I think like taxes in are like seven thirty something seven twenty seven thirty yeah. Canadian. So it's the disc one. So that's a bit more expensive. Uh, which is the one I wanted anyway, because I have it in the media room, so I want to be able to use Blu-rays and DVDs, like yeah, if I course. ever watch movies. Yeah. Um. So it just kind of worked out. I just couldn't say no to it. I was uh, I was on Facebook on the marketplace, um, looking for video games, and then I saw it at eight hundred bucks. I had to do a double take. I'm like, is that? And it's brand new. It wasn't sealed, <laughs> or it was sealed. So when I got it. We, I went into my trunk. I opened it up. I made sure like it was legit. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and then gave him the money and Hot got, damn. came home. Yeah. So anyway, I got a PS5. It's all set up. Um, and other than that, it's been the same old same. Uh, signed on to an agency. So I saw that, that as happened. well. That Congratulations! Happened. Thank When's you. The thank first you. studio album. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So basically, uh, I basically signed on to an agency, uh, a pretty big one. They're doing an esports division, which which is more more in line of of Twitch, you know, more of a Twitch, Facebook gaming, whatever, uh, whatever um, thing. They they actually reached out um, several months ago, and I just kind of held off while I was doing the renovations and everything it was just too much. And then we had a good meeting and. Um, they have a lot of big celebrities and big names, um, under a different division of them. So like the, the real deal. Um, and so, you know, I was like, I think it's time. It's time. Uh, I'm tired of going out and finding all my own deals and doing the meetings and stuff. I'd rather just make the content at this point. Uh, so they're going to basically help me get brand deals. Might even help us here on the podcast. Wonderful. Um, all that stuff. So yeah, that happened. And yeah, I might, I might end up joining a, an actual record label at some point and mm. uh, for the sole purpose of trying to get a song in GTA 6. That is the dream. So uh, <laughs> um, we'll see. It's a pipe dream, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we will see. Good news. We'll you've see. got lots of time before GTA 6 comes out. So Exactly. You've exactly. Got, you got some leeway there uh, with, your, with your time. So how was your, how was your first uh, your 2.5G shot? How'd that go? Oh, yeah. I got that done, too. Uh, got that done yesterday. Um, went good. My arm is sore as fuck today. Yeah, that happens. Um, just, just right in the area where I got, where I got the shot. Um, it was pretty sore, like almost instantly, like it, it, like an hour later, my shit was sore and I was like, okay. Uh. Um, I had a bit of a headache last night, so I only streamed like six hours. I could start to feel a bit of a headache coming on. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drink water and lay down. So that's what I did. Um, felt fine. No fever or anything like that. And then, uh, had a really shitty night's sleep because, uh, I sleep on this side. Oh, and so every so I would I, I slept on my back last night, but just naturally in my sleep, I just turn. And, you and woke every yourself time up? I did, I just wake myself up because the <laughs> arm is sore, right? So you know, I woke up at three, then I woke up at five, stayed up for like an hour, hour and a half, fell back asleep, woke up at seven, went back to sleep. You know, it was just nonstop. And then, uh, so yeah, it was kind of a shitty night. But other than that, I feel fine today. Like just my arm is sore. That's it. Like yeah, the second totally shot's fine. the one that comes for your life. The first, the yeah. first shot's just getting punched in the arm. The uh, yeah. the second one's the one that apparently comes for you. But uh, that's wonderful. Kayla and I both got it done yesterday. So yes, that's true, you bro. Yeah, you had yours stacked. Yeah, uh, and good to go. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm still waiting. They'll have. 
Oh, geez. Where are they now? May something. So they've got another probably three rounds of rescheduling before I'll get to my reschedule. So hopefully what that means is I won't be getting my second shot in, in September. It will be mid-August instead. Because they're moving everyone back from 105 days to 77 days. And so, yeah, like, for example, Mom just rescheduled hers, and hers is, like, fucking next Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Which is, like, crazy quick. And then Dad's is only, like, I think a few days after that. So having both of them double, I'm going to sigh. I'm just deep breath in and out. And uh, and Nana's at her first. I have no idea when her second one's going to be done. But between Nana having one, Mom and Dad having two, and then my Uncle John just got his second... John will be able to finally come see his mother again uh, yeah. for the first time in forever. So that will be uh, uh, a very, uh, a very big change. It'll almost be weird to have them back in the house again because it's been so f- fucking long <laughs> since yeah. any of that could happen. So yeah, so yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, my uh, my week was uh, just another week. I played and finished Final Fantasy VII remake. Intergrade Intermission. The name's getting longer and longer, Jeff. This is not getting shorter. It's definitely getting longer. Uh, that's the the Yuffie DLC of sorts or whatever uh, that uh, that they just put out. So I played through that, and I'm in the midst of writing the review for that. I didn't quite get that done yesterday. I'm hoping to get that done today for the writing. Um, and then other than that, that's been pretty much it. Oh, the, well, E3, obviously. I, I, I was live for all but Nintendo, I think. Uh, and like the Razer, like some of the more like off-brand ones that don't have anything new, really. It's just a bunch of random shit. Uh, so I did that. And, uh, that's been my week. Oh, doctor's appointments. So the good news is, you know, for those, I'm standing at this desk, of course, right now. Uh, for all those reasons we talked about in the past. Good news is, as of yesterday, we know that I don't have blood clots in my legs. So that's, that's good. good. That's a good start. That's a bonus. That was, that's a great uh, start. It's good. It's good. I said, that's great. I'm not going to die tomorrow. She said, not tomorrow, but you never know. Uh, and uh, uh, basically that was like they, um, they do like your blood pressure in your arms and then down at your ankles. And they have this, this little fucking like microphone thing that they place next to your vein uh, mm. so that they can hear your heartbeat. And you hear it on a speaker. It's like a loud, it's like an actual speaker that that's going with it. Uh, and then once they have that, they, they hand pump the cuff instead of machine pump until they can't hear your, your pulse anymore. And then they slowly back off until they can hear the pulse again. And then they register that number. And then they do both arms, both legs, um, on the top of the foot and at the back of the ankle for the two main veins in your legs. Uh, and it was the exact same blood pressure in every part that they checked. And so I do not have any clots and I don't have any blood flow issues to my feet. So my swelling has absolutely nothing to do with blood flow, which is great news. But it also means my doctor has literally no fucking idea what's going on right now. So, uh, you take the good with the bad. I just did some blood work this morning and I've got a foot biopsy on the 6th of July. It'll poke a hole in my foot and look at it under a microscope and find out how fucking retarded my body is. Uh, okay. so that's where I'm at right now, uh, and that was my week. And now, it's time to cover some of that E3 news. You ready, Mr. Black? I'm ready. Let's hop right in. Summer Game Fest was first. That's Mr. Jeff Keeley's uh, little event this year. And, uh, uh, it, honestly, uh, 
considering what I'm sure was not the longest amount of time that they had to put it together, uh, the production value was was beyond what I would have expected for what they had. Um, they did a great, a great job. Pacing was great. They had a fair amount of content to show. Uh, you know, it wasn't full of fucking bangers or some shit, but it was, it wasn't a bad show to watch. And then somehow against all odds, uh, he's managed to, uh, lock up the exclusive reveal of the, uh, the, uh, uh, what's the Elden Ring, the Elden Ring reveal, the trailer happened and the release date he got the exclusive on the release date so probably Mm. the most the most internet ready game that everyone's been sitting around waiting to hear about uh he managed to lock that one up so uh they did manage to get that they also showed off back for blood which is the totally not left for dead by the guys that used to do left for dead uh video game uh that's coming out that's going to have a beta in the summer uh, and will full release October 12th of this year. And then they also had a little section where uh, where it was like Netflix showing off some of the shows that they had coming up, uh, much of which were video game related. Two of them that I have noted here are Cuphead, which is like a no-brainer for a fucking series. If you're going to do a video game series, a cartoon, why not Cuphead? Uh, and then Splinter Cell, uh, which I think is being directed or something by one of the guys that headed up John Wick. And so, uh, further proving that Ubisoft will put Sam Fisher in literally fucking anything as long as it's not a new Splinter Cell game. Anywhere. Anytime. Uh, I I tweeted out that there will be a Broadway fucking musical called Splinter Cell the Video Game before there's an actual Splinter Cell the Video Game on a console or PC to play. Starring Sam Fisher. I wonder who plays- who plays Sam Fisher? It's got to be like an everyman action star, but he, uh, but uh, you can't give it to Jason Statham because Sam Fisher ain't bald, so you can't unless you give him a wig. I don't know, man. I don't think it would be any anybody big. I think it would be like who's the guy that did the Assassin's Creed movie again? That, well, that was, was um, that was uh, Michael uh, uh, Fassbender, Fassbender. I think he might yeah. not be the worst pick in the world for that. Yeah, I think I think I don't even know if they get somebody that big. I I, I think uh, I think it'll be like. <laughs> I don't know, like like a B, like I I think it would be like a like a Gerard Butler type uh big name, okay. like that type of name. All right, is is Michael Fassbender really that much further ahead of Gerard Butler at this point? Uh, in terms of acting and well, prestige, acting, yes, yes, yeah, okay, yes. yeah, <laughs> significantly so, significantly <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, okay, fair enough. Especially the acting part, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no offense to to Mr. Butler. Um, but yeah, and of course we've got we've got one, two. I think we've got like five different trailers to watch today. None of them are super long, but the first one is Elden Ring. I don't know if you've seen the the trailer yet, Mr. Black. Uh, I have not. No. Okay, so we'll just pull that bad boy up here. You let me know when you're ready to go. All right, I'm ready when you are. And we're gonna we're gonna chickety check this out. And over here to the trailers tab. All right, three, two, one, go. Peggy sixteen. Peggy sixteen. Peggy sixteen. So right off the rip, the first thing I thought of is, holy shit, are we getting a Dark Souls game with a horse? Are we going to go horse riding? We'll soon return. 
guided by grace, once lost. The Golden Order is broken to its core. And the answer is yes. You are totally going to be on a horse. And apparently doing combat on a horse. In search of the Elden Ring. Emboldened by the flame. As always, the art team for these games from FromSoft are fucking nuts. All these enemy designs and stuff are crazy. That dragon just catch a bolt of, uh, of lightning? Oh, get fucked. Some of these enemies or bosses are fucking huge in this one, eh? And that one is set for a January 2022 release. I think it's January 21st. Mmm, one day before my birthday. This, oh yeah, that's very true. I didn't think about that. That's very true. An early birthday present. Mm. Um, that looks real. It look. It look. First of all, it looks like it's on the same engine as Dark Souls Three. It looks better than Dark Souls Three, but it's obviously a. Uh, or maybe it's, well, it seems obvious, but it looks like a derivative of Dark Souls 3's engine. Uh, mm. But that's never held, you know, that's never held back those games because the art team carries the fuck uh, out of the games, even if they're not like the most high fidelity graphically. Um, the enemy designs and whatnot are all just insane. The armor work and, and uh, detail and, and everything is uh, is very impressive. I, um... Uh... I have other bits, I guess, from that. So it is things that we got confirmed in in after the show, in interviews and stuff, uh, were that it is actually more properly open world. There's a hub, but it's more properly open world than it was before. I suspect that's why we're getting a horse for you know traversing said world faster. 
that trailer does seem to hint that there is going to be horse combat. I don't know if, I've, if we've gotten direct confirmation that's the case, but it certainly seems like it based on that uh, on that trailer. And that would make sense, honestly, if you're going to give somebody a horse in Dark Souls, why not allow them to uh, to, to use it for combat? And uh, and you can play with, I believe it's up to three other people, so I think four of you can go around, or you can play it solo. Uh, so it's a a, a, a very... It's not a huge departure, but in in many ways, it's a, a a fairly big step forward for the for you know I keep calling it Dark Souls. It, it isn't Dark Souls, but much like Bloodborne isn't Dark Souls, it's still basically fucking Dark Dark Souls with a different yeah. flavor. Uh, this yeah. definitely looks more Dark Soulsy than Bloodborne was. Uh, the pace of combat looked like it was more in line with Dark Souls. So yeah, uh, I'm sure that thing is going to be fucking huge. Uh, some of the enemies, speaking of huge, some of the enemies are fucking enormous in that trailer. It looked like, in parts, it looked almost like Shadow of the Colossus, reminiscent of Shadow of the Colossus. These screen-filling uh, bosses that are that are definitely not really something that you're used to in the Dark Souls franchise. There were large bosses, but there weren't, weren't that many that were that seemed like they were legit giants. Not even Yorm was... Uh, that big so yeah i don't know i'm i'm kind of looking forward to it i i'm i'm always i like the games but you never look forward to the rage they're going to they're going to fill you with <laughs> when you when you play the games like cuz when you first play them you it's kind of like the honeymoon phase where you don't care that you're dying and then after you know 6 7 hours have passed and you're you're past the honeymoon phase and you've died at that same place like 15 times uh, you start throwing controllers around the room and, and screaming and uh, and yelling obscenities. Uh, mm. Does that look like a game you might dip your toes into in the water on the stream or something? It's always a, a popular stream game, uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, it, it 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 it's 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 a genre of game I like. Yeah. So I mean, you know, for that reason, I think it looks it looks good. Um. Yeah, I I don't know how, I don't know how much more I can add to that. It doesn't look like a bad game. It, it looks like Dark Souls. It looks like what you want from a Dark Souls um, game. Yeah, it literally <laughs> looks like what you want, right? It's the same thing where it's like if you're a Call of Duty fan, Call of Duty comes out with another game. It usually looks like Call of Duty, so the fans get excited about the new Call of Duty and excited about Elden Ring. Um, the thing that would make me like really really on board with this is if they actually find a way to tell a story like a legit story and not hide it in like, item descriptions yeah like and just feel like you're on a journey with a character outside of playing like a weird dungeons and dragons thing where you know you just kind of the the atmosphere and the cool design of enemies is the thing that does the visual storytelling i i i I like a good story. I'm just a sucker for it. Um, the good news is, is you don't necessarily need one for these types of games because people play these games for the challenge, not necessarily the story. If they, if they were in it for the story, the, this game wouldn't be successful. None of the none of these games would be successful. I'm not saying there isn't a story digged in there somewhere, um, and I'm sure the diehards are probably you know smacking their head on the keyboard and saying, "Oh, there's this big and rich story that like." Well, I think blah, everyone. Blah, blah. I think even the diehards understand that. 
it's not Dark Souls' primary function to deliver its story directly. It's like it's like always back. Imagine if they could tell a story <clears throat> on um, top that, of what they do. <laughs> on top of what they do, you know what I mean? Like the it would it would be it would be incredible. I mean, if you had if you I'm not talking about like Naughty Dog level storytelling, um, but I'm 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 saying like I mean, this decent, is being penned by George R. R. Martin. Well, then there you go. So, like, yeah. So maybe I am looking for a Naughty Dog type story. You know, one that, like, you know, sucks you in and gets you invested. You know, what? how cool would it be to have story about each boss you're going to fight? And as you're going through the area, you read things. You hear things about this, about the boss. You learn about why it has so many heads on it and why why it, it had, like, the meaning of the sword that it holds and how it got it, like, if you could go through each section of the game and each boss and then and then kind of feel like what you're getting into, you, you hear these stories. I think it would add a lot more weight uh, to not only the boss fights, but it would just feel you'd feel more accomplished when you beat them as well. Like you'd be like, damn, you know, this is the guy that was responsible for killing a uh, hundred thousand people in this big ass town or village and and all their souls are inside them and fucking you know it's given all their power like a dragon ball z thing or whatever i don't fucking know right i'm not a storyteller but that's not particularly cool. far off of at least three or four of the bosses yeah. see it would be cool it would be it would be very very cool to yeah to actually... I, I i agree i th- i i and you know, dark souls three got closer to that than than one and and two did where one was basically there is loosely some lore here but you have to have every item in the game and then you write down the description of every item in the game and then you you play the worst game of ad lib uh ever and try and string them all together to loosely form the narrative of various characters and places and bosses and and whatnot so it was there, you just had to basically fucking spend as much time piecing it together yourself uh, as you as you did finding the stuff to even piece together to begin with. And some people, in fairness, really like that. I, I, th- I guess maybe it gives even more mystique to the world and, and what's around you and, and you're not, you just don't know everything up front. But I do think that there is a, a middle ground that I would like to see where they at least give you at least put things in front of you that, that you don't have to go out of your way to get the gist of it. Let me at least get the gist of it, and if I want more than that, then sure, hide some shit in some fucking places or whatever. But give me, like, the, the gist of it, and don't just make it, like, cryptic fucking monologues by a uh, soft-spoken lady next to a bonfire uh, to, to try and piece it together, so... Uh, so anyway, yeah, it looks good. Looks it looks good. good, and it's a looks big good. open world. That's the thing I'm interested in most. Is that it's an, they're saying it's a major, a big open world uh, experience. That's a major departure from what they currently have been doing. So we'll see. Uh, apparently, well, we'll see more probably before it comes out. But otherwise, January 2022. Uh, that was it for the summer game fest. As far as the uh, the highlights, again, I have more specific stuff over on the uh, Clips channel on YouTube, Life's a Glitch TV too. So if you want, like more of a breakdown of everything that were on the shows uh than uh, than those are there. Uh next up we had the Ubisoft uh event which uh really I can distill down to uh Far Cry. It's a video game. 
And there's a sixth one coming. Uh, more than that, you, you showed off that there's, uh, you know, the season pass, one of the season passes or the season pass comes with, um, a, uh, kind of, uh, a, a side playable piece of content where you, uh, where you play as the villains that came before. So Vaz and, uh, and Pagan and the other, uh, bad guys that you've uh, been up against in games previous since, I guess, Far Cry 3. Uh, and, and you're kind of in the minds of these guys going through things is what it looked like. Uh, and then also you're getting some version of blood, uh, of Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, uh, in that season pass as well, which is a game in and of itself more or less. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as Mark said, uh, you know, what I, one of the takeaways I had from Far Cry 6 is that in the trailer that they showed or the content that they showed is that they're leaning harder than I think I've ever seen them lean into the over-the-top crazy shit of Far Cry, as far as, like, what weapons you can use and how you can use them and what the world, you know, what elements in the world you can use for combat is just batshit crazy. There's literally what what I coined as the battlecock. There's a rooster that is the size of, a, of like, a fucking bulldog, and it's got a spike collar around its neck, and you can literally just throw this fucking battlecock at people, and this thing takes people out the game. Far Cry 6. Uh, the only thing, the only thing I need to know that I don't know yet is, do you burn down a field full of drugs with a flamethrower while listening to licensed music like we have in the last, like, I don't know, three games now? Otherwise, Far Cry 6, coming soon. Uh, mostly a vehicle to, uh, to give you Giancarlo, that's his name, right? Giancarlo, um, what's his last name? It's the guy from Breaking Bad and, and, uh... And whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Giancarlo, uh, something, 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 something. Phenomenal actor. Typecast of fuck, but phenomenal actor. Uh, Giancarlo, uh, something, something. Uh, so, uh, that was, that's all. I mean, there were other things in Ubisoft, but, uh, yay. All the same. Not, not anything to write home about, anyway. Uh, then we got Devolver Digital, which continues to be a great production and worth watching for the entertainment value alone. Uh, it's, it, you know, it wasn't, all that long um i can't remember exactly but definitely worth if you're if you're if you've watched devolver digital stuff in the last couple of years they've they've been uh, doing parodies of the industry in skit form while weaving in the games underneath of their brand trailers and 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 whatnot in between and it's done super well and they've had a narrative across all of the shows that they continue this narrative uh, year on year, including this year. And so, uh, definitely, uh, you know, definitely go watch it. If you have the time, it's, it's quite funny. The highlight of that one though, uh, there was a couple of good ones, but the one that I'm going to point out is called Trek to Yomi. It's kind of an artsy side scrolling samurai action game. It's coming in 2022. Uh, and I think that's the one that's probably going to gain the most traction. I know that was the one that I saw most people talking about on social media after the show seems to be the one that stood out to people the most. Uh, and for good reason. It definitely looks like it, uh, it has some, uh, some promise. Uh, and Samurais, they're popular right now. Very hot right now. Lots of Samurai action. Following that, we had the big one. This was on Sunday, so this was the, uh, what was that, two days after, I guess, uh, the, the previous? Uh, so this was the Bethesda micro, uh, Microsoft show. It's the first time Bethesda's been on the stage with Microsoft post the, uh, the acquisition of their parent company, ZeniMax. 
And uh, so we got to see God Howard walk out on stage and give a little spiel, of course, as well as Pete Hines uh, and then uh, and then old Phil Spencer. So we had the the Holy Trinity of Microsoft right now up on stage talking about various things. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, where it was going to be basically like a block of Bethesda and then a block of, of Xbox stuff. They kind of weave the two together uh, a bit and, and spread it out. Uh, but we've got some of the top things here that we saw at the show anyway. So we got to see a very brief look uh, at the in-engine of an in-engine or what seemed to be an in-engine trailer for Starfield. That's Bethesda's space uh, game that's uh, been, you know, rumor milled to fucking death for ages now. Uh, and we saw like very scant uh, screenshots that we talked about in the podcast a while back. So we finally got to see some in-engine footage. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's still running on the creation engine too, Jeff, which as we all know is a rebrand of Gamebryo and yeah, they've definitely obviously built that out substantially over the years, but, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a lot of the same bugs that we've been getting ever since Morrowind, uh, in this game, unless they've really gone to town on, uh, hammering those out. So for what it's worth, it did look good. But I'm going to say it looked good for a Bethesda game. I'm going to put that asterisk there. Uh, it did not blow me away. There are some games that were shown off in this in this E3 that blew me away. Starfield was not one of them. And that game is a ways away from releasing yet. So by the time it comes out, hopefully they can polish that bad boy up and make it shine some more. Uh, but for now, didn't look like anything. Um, didn't look like anything crazy. Um, all the same, I'm interested because it's the first new IP from Bethesda in f- over 15 years. So we're getting, we're getting something new. We should, we should just support them in making new shit, please. Don't, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you, you go buy the game, just, you know, you know, give Todd Howard a slap on the back. The poor bastard didn't even have his leather bomber jacket on, Jeff. They stole it from him. He's got to earn it back. I'm pretty sure that Phil, I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer has it in his closet, and he told him that he'll get it back after he makes a good video game. I'm pretty sure that's where they're at with that right now. Uh, so after that, we got uh, Sea of Thieves, which is quietly kind of in the background doing really well. Like, there's quite a sizable community that plays Sea of Thieves, and it's actually got a pretty dedicated community on Twitch as well. Um, some major names. I still think Summit plays a substantial amount of it uh, once in a while. Um, amongst others, but all the same, even off Twitch, just, you know, not everything is, is Twitch bound, uh, very, uh, very popular game, uh, for sure. And, uh, it's getting a, I want to, I don't want to say it's, un, it's an unlikely combo because it's like the most likely if you were to write it on paper, it's the one that makes the most sense, but I also didn't expect to see it. So see if these is getting a crossover with Pirates of the Caribbean, including, and this is the one that really blew my fucking tits off, Johnny Depp reprising his role as Jack Sparrow. That is something that I didn't think I was going to see video game form, TV form, movie form, any form, outside of the movies he's already done. Uh, I didn't expect any of that. And this isn't, the, they didn't take sound bites from the movies and like plug them into the game. These are this is entirely new. This whole piece of content uh, is quite expansive. It includes more than just Johnny. There's a, there's a couple of characters from the films that have reprised their roles uh, or actors have repi- reprised their roles for this. 
Uh, and you know what? It looked pretty fucking good. And the writing was great, and it looked fun. Pirates is fun for me. I love watching the Pirates movies. Uh, and while I'm not, like, the world's biggest fan of Sea of Thieves, just from a gameplay per- a game perspective, it looked really fucking good. And it was, like, on paper, I can't even think of another property that would make sense beyond Pirates of the Caribbean for them to do a crossover with. But they did it. And so we're getting it. And, uh, and my personal hope is that if Disney is dipping their toes in the water with him doing that, then they'll consider putting him back on a screen somewhere as Jack Sparrow, because fuck me, if they try and replace that man as Jack Sparrow, it's going to be abysmal. You Is it possible to replace him? I think they just I think they just need to let the property die. They're obviously not. Well they're going not gonna to, do but, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, not gonna see, happen. I don't see I don't see Johnny Depp being the face of pirates anymore i'm i'm just gonna hold on to hope because i've got nothing else in life jeff i have to hold on hold on it's not gonna happen (laughs) then we got battlefield 2042 gameplay so microsoft was where we got that gameplay uh there was the the uh trailer announcement last or the trailer game no it wasn't gameplay trailer it was like a cg trailer did you catch that at any point uh after it launched last week uh no i i did see the trailer that they showed at e3 okay so the game it was the gameplay one or the yeah gameplay one. okay so you just saw the gameplay one so we don't have to rewatch it then uh if that's the case uh so uh yeah they did that and then microsoft got the i i guess uh got in first and said all right we're gonna show off the gameplay so they did uh and you know what looked pretty good it looked like battlefield uh, which, you know, it looked like Battlefield with grappling guns. Everyone's putting a grappling gun in their game now. That's a very, that's a very in, uh, mechanic. Um, what really fucking blew my mind, no pun intended, was like the tornado shit at the end and how everything was interacting with the tornado. If that's actually how it's going to play out in game, if we're seeing people flying helicopters, but they're still in the helicopter and that bitch is getting whipped around by a fucking tornado... And people are, are also caught up in that shit in the midst of of, of, uh, of a game. That's just wild. That's dope. Nobody ever done that shit before. That's going to be crazy. Uh, and then, of course, when you consider how much destruction the Battlefield engines tend to allow for uh, and how much they're likely going to try and double down on that for this, uh, for this release because it's purely multiplayer. There is no single player. This is a full-priced game. 70 US, probably 80 Canadian or some shit. No single player. They're going all in on multiplayer. Uh, and uh, it also has battle passes that you pay for as well. So they are very, they must be astronomically confident in their ability to put together a very compelling multiplayer experience. And really, I like that they're doing this because if they fail, it's just done. There's not going to be any questions anymore. If you're going to go in as DICE, which for years were known as near the top, if not some of the kings of multiplayer shooter uh, shooters for developers, and then you're going to say, okay, this is your last shot. We're going to do multiplayer only, absolutely zero single player. You don't have to think about single player at all. All you have to focus on is making the most fucking dope Battlefield multiplayer experience of all time, where you have brand new hardware to work with and only just scale down so that the four people that are dumb enough to play this shit on the Xbox One or the PS4 can do that, but otherwise, just go fucking nuts. 
If they can't pull it off and they're going to charge full price for a multiplayer-only game, they're done, done. Battlefield will be done. People are just like so few people will give a fuck about Battlefield after that. It'll be over. But if they do it, if they if they hit a home run, well, they're back in the fucking game. You can convince people to spend eighty dollars on a multiplayer-only game that also has paid-for battle passes. The amount of W's that you won't be able to hold will be fucking infinite at that point. So, while I'm very skeptical that putting out a multiplayer-only game for full price in 2021 is something that anyone is capable of pulling off, (laughs) Uh, in a world where Warzone and and other games exist right now for free or half that price, um, I, I will be most interested in how this bitch sells. What are your thoughts on a multiplayer-only game in the first-person shooter category in 2021 going up against the the free-to-play market? Do you think it's it's doable? Do you think it will allow them to provide a more premium experience that will make it worth it? Or do you think it's just going to shoot them, you know, it's like shooting themselves in the foot? Uh... (sighs) Ah, man. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't all that impressed with the gameplay trailer. Um, it just looked like Battlefield. It was the destruction that I it, was blown away with. That's well, literally, I mean, literally blown looked, away with. It, it's a gameplay. It's a gameplay trailer, but it was very scripted. Still, oh, like of course, it was, very, it was a very scripted, like just showing very, like you can tell they've done thirty takes. Oh, yeah. to like get the right thing to blow up at the right thing, and it's still gonna um, make it look good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I I don't know, man. I think um, I think this game's gonna fail. Um, I think making it full price for multiplayer in 2021. It's a bold move. It's a dumb, (laughs) it's just, it's dumb. Um, because that barrier to entry is just, it's too expensive. And, um, I think it should reduce hacking though. If there's any upside to it, a full price for, you know, you're going to, you're, if you get banned and you're another $80 in the fucking hole, Getting your hands on the game, you know, that's a bit of a deterrent. Uh, you know, listen, man, if it was free to play, if, like, if they made a solo campaign, like, and they they said, okay, here's the solo campaign, it's pay to play, it's kind of like what Halo's doing, you know, where it's just like, you can pay for the campaign, or you can just jump in for free multiplayer, I think they have a leg to stand on. Um, because that, that $80 barrier, or 60 bucks, depending on where you're from, um, that's going to deter a lot of people from just picking it up and playing it. And, you know, yeah, it's still going to sell copies for sure. Like, it's still going to sell. But I don't think it's going to do what... I Just judging from the past battlefields we've gotten, how lackluster they were, and just even have staying power, dude. Like, they, they, were, they were in and out in, like, a week on Twitch. Like, in and out. People just, like, immediately realize, like, okay, Call of Duty's better. Okay, PUBG's better. Okay, Fortnite's better. Like they just didn't care. Um, times are a little bit different now because it's like you know, the community is kind of looking for their next thing to to get into. But and yeah, this was it was more battlefield. But I have a feeling, and there were parts in there that it seemed choppy as well. Like it, there was a lot going on. It's it it looked like it was like dipped down to thirty frames a second. Like shit looked choppy as fuck in in certain spots. And I think it's there's too much going on. I agree. I think the weather thing is a cool add-on. Um, 
I, you know, I think we need more of more of that in video games where, you know, the uh, you got that element that you just can't control. But once again, I don't know if that is like a scripted thing where it's just like instead of, you know, um, the circles closing in on people, maybe there's more tornadoes that come down and push people away. Oh, well, the knows, tornado, right? the storm incoming thing based on the trailer stuff that we saw did. It's obviously scripted. I mean, they're not, it's not going to be completely random. I don't know if it would happen at the same minute mark every game or some shit. That would be kind of yeah. lame. Um, yeah. But it's obviously, it's obviously a, uh, an agent of chaos, so yeah. to speak. Not to get ahead of ourselves to talk about the Final Fantasy game, but an agent of chaos um, for sure. And and I I agree. It's also you know, uh, the the circle in BRs is more or less to force people closer and closer together because of the size of the maps and the number of players playing the game. So it's not really serving the same purpose, but what it does do is it changes, the, for lack of a better word, it changes the battlefield, right? Yeah. So you can't just rely on the same tactic for the entire match when a yeah. fucking big-ass tornado no, cool. shows up. It's cool. It's a cool thing. idea. I think it, I need to see cool more gameplay, idea. though. I agree. I think yeah. I need to see a little bit more gameplay, like, like uh, actual gameplay. Listen, man. Uh, there's there's part of there's I have like a little kid inside me that gets a little <laughs> giggity when I see Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, but I have to I have to check that kid because I've been burned so many times by Battlefield, and you know it's kind of like you know if a new Star Wars trailer came out. And, you know, part of you just wants to love it. You know, it's like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this, maybe this will be it. And then you realize, like, it's likely not going to be it. It's just going to be more Star Wars and what they've done to it. And it's like sort of what they've done to Battlefield. And the, the closest thing that I could say is this on how I feel about it. We'll see it when it comes out. That's I think that's all, what you have to treat it literally, like, right? That is, that is it. You, because because the last two have been so yeah. lackluster... Yeah. Like four was the last, in my opinion, four was the last true battlefield. amazing battlefield. Five yeah. missed the mark a bit, and then everything after five was in a yeah. different fucking dog universe shit. of yeah, dog, dog shit. shit. Just lost so, their way. It's it's gonna be these things where it's just like, eh, you know what? Yeah, there's some cool concepts in here, but guys, remember this is battlefield. You know uh, how how well are the vehicles gonna be balanced? There's a lot of fucking shit going on in there. It's. I, I can see this game being a fucking mess. Just so much going on. Nothing's balanced I'm okay. correctly. I'm okay it's with just... it a lot going on. A lot of that depends on the map design, which is why Battlefield 4 was so good. There was still a lot going on in Battlefield 4, you know, because Battlefield 4 was still destruction heavy, but, um, but the map design is really the thing that makes and breaks arguably any first-person shooter competitively online. Like any, any shooter, the map is basically... 80% of it, the shooting can even be kind of dog shit as long as the fucking map design is pretty good. Um, so yeah, but we definitely need to see more. Yeah, we'll I need see. to see more gameplay. Uh, and we'll we will. See. I need to, I need to play it. I need to like, to, or see a streamer play this game. And, and before I make a decision, if I'd ever buy it, because there's, yeah. as of right now, there's not a chance in fuck. I'm, I'm spending $80 to play battlefield. It's not have, if it was free no. to play download in first day, I'm going to try it out. Yeah. But now that it's a full price game, it's not that I can't afford to buy it. I just refuse to give them my money. Yeah, it, yeah, this, yeah. this shit better be fucking good. Um, because you're in a you're in a market where everything is free to play. Like even AAA titles for ba uh, for battle royales and these online things is all free to play. The fact that you're putting a paywall and there isn't a single solo campaign at all, like there's no story, 
oh man, you better you, this this shit Wait, better like, do things. Which is kind of funny if you think about it, because I mean the the campaigns were never like more than four fucking five hours long. Same with Call of Duty. Nobody's buying Battlefield or old COD games for the solo campaign. Everyone's gonna dump. 500 hours in a multiplayer of course but with cod they did have solid campaigns and like yeah you know you know that it was going to be a four to ten hour experience but they were good it, it, you just felt better about it like you buy the game yeah you spend 95 well, yeah, there's time. a part of your brain that goes it's okay that i'm spending this much on a game that the you know campaign's only that short because at least it's there like yeah. this is like the first time where they're where they're you know most first most shooters whatever if they don't have a campaign you're buying them for like forty nine dollars thirty nine dollars yeah. I don't think I can think of another game that's been multiplayer only full fucking price right off the rip that's a very God steep speed. thing Godspeed and they it's not they don't even have a good track record so no I that's think Halo's, do, Halo's doing it right. Um <laughs> uh, in terms of their 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 attack on it. Um Battlefield. I sense a disaster, my dude. <laughs> and not just the tornado. Yeah, no, I sense I sense <laughs> it's gonna it's not gonna be good. Uh after that, speaking of it's not good, Bethesda for whatever fucking reason is committing so hard to Fallout 76, they're committing content well into 2022. Just let it die, man. It had, dude, it has to be making the money, right? Obviously. For them to continue that deep into 2022, there have to be enough insane people. Yeah. Well, I think now, I think now also it's, it's all part of their, um, their, their Xbox pass shit. Right. So I think like it's turning into a Netflix thing where they're willing to dump fuck loads of money. You know what's funny? You want a funny projects? It's the top. If not, if it's not the top, it's in the top three downloaded game pass games there you go right so <laughs> i guarantee you dude they're they're taking a page out of netflix pay- playbook and they are just keeping people engaged because listen if you play if you play followed 76 and you have a mediocre time which is probably what you're going to have right i know we're very pessimistic about followed 76 and we laugh about the memes i mean rightfully but- so yeah, and rightfully so. <laughs> but I'm sure if the majority of people that play this game probably enjoy it to a degree, like there are some redeeming qualities. If not, why in the fuck would it have so many downloads yeah. and people continue to play it? So like, obviously, as a casual, it seems like it's probably a, a, an okay time uh, at best, um, or at worst, I should say, like an okay time. So if they have that much traction, and these people were spending the 30 bucks a month or what 15 whatever the fuck it is for this battle pass or this um uh game pass um why wouldn't they spend a few million dollars on continuing to upload content because once people finish their content they're going to move on to the next thing on battle pass or play multiple things as soon as they announce some more stuff people are going to revisit it and as they revisit uh, followed 76, they have to continue to keep their memberships going. It's the same thing what Netflix does. And they, they're pumping in billions of dollars a year, and they're making, they're losing money. They're literally going in debt every year to continue to build up the subscription base because they know that they're going to start monetizing people over time. Prices of the battle pass is going to go up, or the game pass is going to keep going up. More content's going to go. They're going to find out ways to extract more money from you. 
Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they start adding in ads in these things. You know, once that once they get an even bigger thing going on here, they're gonna completely monetize this whole infrastructure. And right now they're just throwing money into it and it's working. It's literally working. People feel like they're getting value. It doesn't matter if you're just a followed fan. If you're just a, um, I don't, I don't, whatever game they have on there. Um, you're as, as a fan, like I could buy this game pass today and feel like I'm getting my money's worth day one. And I'll feel like I'm getting my money's worth next month, especially if they keep updating games and adding content and throwing in new games on top of that, how do you not, how do you not subscribe to this thing? So why not? It seems like a good in, uh, investment for for them. It just does. The it, the the uh, I'm just I I am mind fucked that so many that enough people downloaded Fallout seventy six for them to continue making. Like I, it really is indicative of just you know. The fact that that, so let's assume that the game is even passable right now. It was obviously and shown to be categorically fucking broken in every conceivable way at launch yep. and for the longest time afterwards. Like unplayable. Literally yes. unplayable. Yep. And and they borderline got sued for like the collector's edition shit and everything else that happened around it. And I urge anyone that hasn't already seen it, go watch the Internet Historian's recap of Fallout 76, it will blow... If you haven't seen it, you'll laugh your ass Man. off, and it That's will bad. also blow your fucking mind. So the fact that there's so many people that have stuck around or have gotten into it, obviously a lot of people are only getting into it because they're not paying for it because they have Game Pass. Yep. Um, it's, uh... It's very indicative that enough people stuck with it, despite it being so shit, how much people put value in certain game series. And Fallout is obviously one of those series. Yep. If Fallout 76 can be successful, literally any video game should think to themselves they can be successful. But that's not the case. Look at what happened it's, to Cyberpunk 2077. Look, look at Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, came from came from CD Projekt Red yeah. that couldn't do anything wrong. The world sucking these guys' dicks on a daily basis about Witcher and, and uh, all of the great things they did with The Witcher. And then Cyberpunk, the most hype fucking game of all time, far, su far surpassing what No Man's Sky had back, back in the fucking day, comes out, and it's so fucking broken and busted and, sh and shittier than anyone ever thought, which is not really any different from Fallout 76, except Fallout 76 had far less expectations. People stuck with Fallout 76. Dude, Cyberpunk died. It yes. went into a hole and died. Yeah, but it didn't have a franchise, right? It didn't have, it didn't, people aren't emotionally attached to cyberpunk. That's the problem, right? So that's, people, yeah. People are emotionally attached to Bethesda and Fallout. Yes. Uh, and that, and that infrastructure. And so, yeah, you know, there, there will be fans that will kind of pretend like the game is not bad, even though it is. <laughs> There'll be fans that will just blindly enjoy anything because they're very, very casual. And A, if they're enjoying it, they're enjoying it. And then you've got the the Bethesda fans uh, that are like, you know what? Yeah, it's fucking bad right now, but I'll wait until they patch it and they fix it, and then I'll play the game. How right? frustrating so, must that be for other developers and publishers that see that kind of like some of the, what some developers and publishers get away with, and then have their game not get away no. with like one one thousandth of what they do? But yeah. Anyway, Fallout anyway. seventy six into twenty twenty two. So for the the people still playing it, 
Buckle up. More is coming. Uh, following that, we had, of course, one of the big ones. Halo Infinite got uh, 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 its new trailer showing off actual in-game shit again. Just like Battlefield, though, obviously entirely scripted gameplay uh, for the sake of the trailer. But the the important part was is that visually it is what the game was going to look like. They just did everything in engine and fucking threw a bunch of grenades and shit and did all the cool shit that that nobody's ever gonna fucking do. Uh, they did they did make a very specific call out though to the classic throw a, a plasma grenade behind a weapon and blow it towards you to fuck on somebody. Which, you know, five people on Earth have ever actually pulled off, and they're mostly professionals, but it's a cool idea, and it was always fun to watch professionals pull that shit off when it, it did work. Um, you said that you saw it. I did, did you yeah. Did you watch it? Alright, so we don't have to watch it here. I mean, we can watch it again. We can, we can watch it, it again? Alright, let's watch yeah. it again to refresh our, our memories here, and then we'll give a little breakdown on, uh, on this, because this is obviously... For Microsoft and for Halo, this second showing is obviously, arguably, more important than any other content that will come after this. Because if they didn't nail this one, people's interest level would have just fucking evaporated, right? So this was their 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 shot. So let me get this trailers page up here. Alright, you ready? Three, two, one, go! So the first thing that I felt when I saw this opening, compared to the last one, is that this feels like Halo, where the last trailer we saw felt nothing like Halo. Even though this is scripted, all of this feels like Halo to me. Uh, salty as fuck. Let's do some damage. Skewer acquired. the enemy flag. And just visually in general, this was kind of the map that we saw in that first trailer. This is them saying, hey guys, we know it looked like doo-doo butter the first time around. But we polished the doo-doo butter up a bit. For the second one. The flag is ours. Please call us at your earliest convenience. That lash, I really like that last shot. The fucking guy with the flag on the side of the warthog. That's a, that's a very iconic look. Now, show me what you can do. There it is. The call out. You do feel like an absolute god when you pull that shit off in a Halo match, though. I'm not gonna lie. Not that I've personally ever been able to do it. I have tried. I've never actually made it work. But I made an attempt. 
You know, some people call me pessimistic. I'm pretty sure Fox and Ch was one of my mods, my lovely British, my British duo, the tea drinkers. He might actually be the most bitter and, and fucking jaded person I think I know. And he's only like 24. I thought I was bad at 24. I'm, I'm only 32 now. I'm an asshole. But he, he might actually legitimately just shrivel up and fucking uh, turn into a salt cube before, <laughs> before he's 30. <laughs> Just everything is ass. Uh, you, you, that's to be fair. He grew up watching us from the uh, uh, the thirteen years or some fucking years he grew old. Up so. Watching you, Adam. He Those, grew up watching you. Right. He so. chose. He chose poorly. <laughs> he chose poorly. Um. So what did you think? What do you? What did you think? What What were your thoughts? What were your What are your thoughts after seeing that? Uh, well, now I guess the second time. Uh I think it's the best showing Halo can do right now. I think I think they got a win here. Um You're calling it a dub? I'm if I'm just being honest, right? Is I, it a lowercase dub or is it an uppercase dub? I, I think it's an uppercase dub. Mm. I think they I think they showed up um because what they showed before <laughs> was asinine. That it was, was like that was an uppercase L. It was so bad it hurt my soul. <laughs> along with everybody else's. And I think they came with this specific trailer showing everybody, hey, it doesn't look like ass. It feels like Halo. Um, I think some of the sound effects they use probably aren't in the game. Um, Which one specifically? Uh, there was just a few like... Dum, 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 dum. like oh, just the, the like, stuff I, that go along with the trailer music? Yeah, like, yeah, like I feel like that really added to... Um, it was trailer. It was they do it in the movies. It's the same yeah, it's thing. Like, it's the it's yeah, the gunfire yeah. to yeah. the, yeah. you know, like I I I. It was it was a cool trailer. It was a cool in game trailer. It was scripted, but you know it was. It's one of those things that like it showed you sort of the feel of what the game is. Um, I like the fact it's free to play. So when something's free to play, right, you can't really bitch like. Go and try it out. You got nothing to lose. You know, this isn't like Battlefield, right? This is a much better showing than Battlefield, in my opinion. Um, and it's not saying that Battlefield did a bad showing. If they came out and said it's free to play. That's be, just a better be sort, showing. It's just a better showing, right? I think that would be a small dub, right? Um, you know, part of me, once again, like Star Wars, Halo has a thing <laughs> in my heart where, you know, part of me goes. But I've been burned I, before. I want this, but I've been burned before and several times. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's I'm going to say this again. I know it's kind of cheating, but we'll see. I mean, what more? Like, this is the absolute. If if I had to show off Halo, what more could I ask for as a fan? You know, there, there's what more could I ask for? There's, uh, I can't think of, I wish they would have done this or showed this or showed that. They showed everything they need to show. They showed Halo. And they looks. got new, they got a new vehicle in there. They obviously got like some, some other new mechanics they're showing off with the grappling yeah. uh, hook, the ability to grapple flying vehicles to get rid of people out of them. So they can't just, you know, forever running around in a fucking Banshee or unless you got a, you know, a rocket launcher or some shit. Um, uh, I, you know what I noticed or what I really liked was, you know, you always, since they started doing it, customizing your Spartan is, was always fun for me. I liked having, making, you know, my Spartan look different from the other Spartans in, uh, in the game. 
Uh, Halo 3 was probably the one that really started to um, heavily invest in that as a, as a thing in the multiplayer. And the Spartans they showed off were obviously very... Well, they varied a lot. They were substantially different from one another, but they still looked like Spartans. Halo 5 tried to do that, and it looked nothing like a fucking Spartan. It looked like some B-rated sci-fi action shit. These look like Spartans, no matter how kind of out there the outfit, you know, even the samurai, the classic samurai helmet, it still looked like Spartans, and I think that was, um, uh, that was a cool thing to see uh, for me. The other little thing that when I first saw the trailer... I heard, but I didn't really understand until they talked about it afterwards, the day after, when they or, or when they uh, talked about uh, it more with the devs, is you'll hear the, the, you're not just hearing the classic Halo announcer voice in there doing, doing that shit. There were other voices in there. And that's because you're going to be able to also select from a series of voices the AI that plays for various other audio cues uh, to customize that yourself. Uh, so that if you, you know, you, you'll have a, a, another, it's another thing that they can add to help you have your experience be more personal to you. Uh, the biggest thing, I think, other than it being free to play, is that something else it's doing uniquely is the battle passes don't expire. And they're always available. There's no FOMO. So they're not putting them out and saying, you've got X days to buy this battle pass and X days to complete the battle pass to get everything out of it. They put out a battle pass. It's there, you buy it if you want it, to get the stuff that's in it, and you have at your own time, your own pace to unlock everything that's in the battle pass, and you're done. So there's no more freaking the fuck out, oh, I've got to dedicate my life to this fucking game, to grind out the experience, to fill it out, uh, and if you miss it, and you want to go back and get something later, the battle passes are still there, you still have to put in the time, but it's on your... It's on your clock now. It's not, it's not like this, this, uh, you know, uh, you're not feeling pressured to buy it, uh, every single time. And I think that's actually substantial. I think that's something that will probably set the tone for other games to do similar shit in the future. Cause once people get a taste of that and not having to like feel this anxiety of missing out on battle passes and the stuff that are in them, because they can't dedicate that much time, uh, to a singular game. I think they're going to want to see that in other games, and it will actually start to show up in, in, in other titles as well. Uh, in general, I felt very positive about it. It's hard not to after the first trailer was so fucking bad. <laughs> like it's, uh, but like you said, what else? What, what more could you ask for? It certainly felt like Halo versus the first trailer that didn't really feel like Halo. This felt legitimately like Halo. And, uh, but it still felt like it, was, it wasn't Halo from 2005. It felt like there's there's something new going on here, but it still feels like Halo, which is their, like we've talked about the podcast several times, probably one of the most difficult juggling acts you could think of is how the fuck do you modernize Halo without completely changing what Halo is? And so that's no small task. So if they pull it off, incredible. Great. And the great news is we're not going to have to pay a bunch of money to find out if they pulled it off. Shit's going to be free. You have to spend money for the campaign, which is also coming at the end of the year. Both of these are, are slated for holiday of this year. Whether or not they hit the holiday, fucking Lord only knows. But, uh, but yeah, that, that will be, obviously, you'll, you'll spend some money for the campaign stuff. But definitely the right move, free to play, for that multiplayer. And I look forward to seeing more. Obviously, Microsoft's got more events throughout the year. We'll see more as we get closer to the release. Might even do something I could see them doing uh, where there's a beta event where they do an invitational Get some streamers involved, play some Halo, 
before the release happens, start to get that stuff spread uh, as well. I, I suspect we'll, we'll get some stuff like that. After that, we got uh, a trailer for Outer Worlds 2, uh, which was, to be honest, pretty fucking funny. If you haven't seen it, uh, watch it. It memes the fuck out of the entire, uh, you know, E3 trailer memes, like just the idea that everything is like the slow motion and, and doesn't actually look like it represents anything. And they make fun about how the fact that the, that most developers do it because they haven't actually started the game yet, uh, but they have to get a trailer out anyway. It's kind of a funny trailer. Um, uh, definitely worth looking at, even if you don't give a fuck about the game. Uh, following that, we got age of empires four actually made an appearance at the Microsoft, uh, event and, uh, was announced with a proper trailer. Looked good. A lot of people were excited about that. Uh, a couple of StarCraft streamers are also playing Age of Empires uh, on the side, and uh, it's kind of had a bit of a mini renaissance in the in the streaming world, so I suspect Age of Empires 4 will also likely have a, a, a bit of a following in that regard. Then we got the big one for me. I came thrice. And so did most of Twitter, honestly. Forza Horizon 5 got announced, and I wasn't expecting to see Forza Horizon, I was expecting to see Forza Motorsport, but apparently they're really reworking Motorsport after kind of shit in the bed on the last two. Uh, but at the same time, Playground Games over here um, have been smashing it with Horizon, and uh, they're, they announced Horizon 5. Not only that, the shit's coming out this year. October, I think, sometime. No, sorry, November 9th. Uh, so that's the, the release coming up for that. It looks arguably better than any video game I've ever seen. And I'm not even fucking with you. It might actually be the best looking video game ever fucking made. Uh, and what really got me excited about that is that those are the guys that are working on the next Fable game. You know, these guys have become, over time, Microsoft's most consistent, high-performing, in-house developer... Uh, and people were, you know, a little skeptical about, you know, why would you give the Forza Horizon guys Fable, but you take one look at this fucking video game, you're like, fuck it, the game could suck balls, if the world looks this good, who cares? <laughs> it's kind of what, kind of what it comes down to. Have you seen this, have you seen this trailer, Mr. Black? I have, I have. Okay. I watched all, I almost watched everything. I'm impressed. Trailers. I'm a, I'm impressed. So, um... If you haven't seen that one, watch it, for God's sake. It will, it will, if it, if it doesn't impress you, you are incapable of being impressed as far as visuals go. Uh, it's happening in, um, Mexico, is where the game is being, uh, is where the location of this Horizon Festival is. Uh, they worked with a lot of local artists and stuff as well, uh, to, uh, uh, to kind of give life to some of the, the, the towns and whatnot that you'll be visiting in the game. Uh, and they used a whole host of uh, very impressive uh, mapping technology for uh, for textures and whatnot. But it really does look fucking wildly good. I, I I'm completely impressed. I don't know. And the crazy thing is, this is still cross platform. It's going to be available on Xbox One and 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 whatnot. I mean, I don't know how they're going to. Their tech that they're using must be so fucking good at scaling. Because obviously, they what they showed was running on PC. There's no two ways around that. That shit wasn't running on a Series X or anything that. If it was, they would have been very specific about saying running on the Xbox Series X. That shit was running on a mammoth computer. Um, 
but holy shit did it look good, and I'm very much excited for it, and I, uh, will be absolutely playing the fuck out of it when it arrives, and hoping that my computer holds up, uh, to let me juice the fuck out of it as well, because, uh, my god, it's good stuff. What did you think of the of that after having seen it? What did you think uh, about how good uh, it looked? Were you impressed when you saw it? Was oh, it really kind of? It's hard not to be impressed by that. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked real. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple of spots that did. Yeah, kinda... it was just like holy fuck. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Racing's just not my jam, but uh, it's very, very, very impressive. I was mm. even more impressed, more, more so with the uh, the scenic, the scenery and stuff like this, the world even more than the cars, like the cars always oh, yeah. look good, but the scenery, man, it's just crazy. When they, when they said we went out and filmed the sky in Mexico on a 24 hour clock with a 12 K camera, I said, all right, well now you're just fucking showing off. Cause that's what they're using for the sky box in the game. So the lighting yeah. looks so good. Cause they went out with a 12 K camera and just said, press record. And they came back in a couple of days and <laughs> fucking used that. So it's no wonder it looks so good. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited, uh, I'm excited for it and, and we'll definitely be playing the shit out of it. But like I said, I'm interested to see how good Fable looks. If this is what they're doing with a racing game, what the fuck do they do with, with, with Fable? Um, that shit's going to look real good because I said this about Horizon 4 is that if you slow your car down in the middle of the woods, it looks as good or better than a lot of fucking action adventure games, but it's a racing game. So, and that you're meant to go fast. You're not meant to stop and like smell the roses and, and take in most, most racing games. If you stop, everything looks like shit because you're not really supposed to stop when you're racing to get the performance up. They, they make everything look cra- like crap, but this looks really fucking good. So yeah, very excited to see how they, uh, they handle fable, uh, as well from a visual, uh, perspective. Uh, after that. The last thing that they showed, I think it was the last thing, was the uh, the original, a new or a new IP, an original IP from Arcane Studios, called Redfall. Uh, you probably saw this one as well. Then, mm-hmm. um, that was just a CG trailer. There's no gameplay or anything shown, uh, but they gave you an idea of what you're getting. It's another team-based shooter, uh, PVE, you know, a la Left 4 Dead, but with vampires uh, and with a little bit more magic under the hood. Uh, you know, there were abilities, all the characters had various abilities and skills that were unique to them. Uh, and so it's a, an ability based PVE, uh, multiplayer shooter. Uh, you know, you can't tell much from a CG trailer, but, uh, all I said to my chat was at least it's not zombies. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I could say. It's, it's vampires. And so that's not zombies. So. So thumbs up from me. Uh, the last note that I have here for Microsoft is that the thing that was also very impressive and why Jeff, I think, not long after tweeted about the uh, the Game Pass uh, being uh, a crazy value, damn near everything they showed uh, in that presentation was a day one Game Pass release. So on launch day, the shit's showing up on Game Pass. Um, they showed like 30 games in this event. You could you could theoretically get all the value you need out of it just if you got the 30 games that were at this event on the Game Pass if you just started paying for Game Pass today uh, and went into whatever, like 2023. So, uh, yeah, like you were saying before, the value has gotten to the point now where, you know, maybe you wait until the end of this year if there's nothing right now. Like, if the catalog, which is already kind of impressive, they added even more Bethesda games, for example, like the latest Doom is now on there and whatnot. 
if you somehow don't have anything on there that you want to play now, by the end of the year, surely there will be something that you want to play. And Game Pass is just like, my God, for like, what is it, $15 a fucking month? Yeah, it's nothing. And you're getting these games, like this caliber of game. It's not like they're pulling shit from the archives all the time and be like, this is the only thing we're providing you. It's like this brand new in-house AAA $80 game, day one, have fun. All the DLC, whatever the fuck, it's all there. Uh, you know, that's a very compelling package. So there you go. That was Microsoft and Bethesda. The rest of this goes a little faster because they were all terrible. Holy shit. Fuck me. I almost fell asleep at every single one of these, uh, and it got a little silly towards the end. Uh, but uh, Square Enix was first, and so after Square Enix, some people said about Square Enix's that it might be the worst conference they've ever seen. I tend to agree, and I agreed up until there was the, uh, the Future Games show, which was painful. However... Nevertheless, it was pretty much a gong show from beginning to end. Uh, the majority of it was just kind of showing off Marvel shit. The first, I think, almost, almost what? The front 30%, 40% of the show was showing off their new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. And um, similar to Avengers, obviously they're not paying for the likenesses of the people playing them in the movies that would make the game cost six billion dollars so you're getting renditions of what you know the comics would have been instead of what people might be seeing at the theaters uh you know all the character designs and stuff were all were all fine they were good um the um you know star lords was a bit douchey and pedestrian looking but i think that was kind of intentional uh all the same you play as just Star-Lord, you don't, you, and then you control the other characters, similar to uh, other games that do that kind of deal. You're not, you're not using all of them individually. Um, and, man, was it the most mediocre-looking fucking video game I've seen in a long time. Like, just real C-tier, nothing to write home about. The writing itself, I guess speaking of writing, was very much... Guardians of the Galaxy. They did a good job of replicating the banter that you get in Guardians of the Galaxy. Beyond that, yikes! Uh, and it dominated this entire presentation. So everyone's like, oh, here comes the Final Fantasies, and then it was like, half an hour of Guardians of the Galaxy was not what people were necessarily expecting, but nevertheless. Uh, after that, we, uh, we got, uh, you know, there were one glimmer of hope in this whole thing was the very excellent looking Legend of, uh, of Mana remake, uh, that we've seen before, but now we have a release date June 24th. So a week from today, Legend of Mana remake is going to be dropping. So that was the nice little glimmer of hope. Uh, after that, we then finally got to see the first pieces of Team Ninja's Final Fantasy game revealed in a trailer. Uh, the demo dropped. I haven't got a chance to play it yet, because for the first, like, two or three days, it was corrupted and nobody could play it, even if they downloaded it. Uh, eventually people did play it and said the gameplay wasn't all that bad, but, uh, it definitely didn't make the horrific writing and dialogue and everything else about the game any better. Uh, did you see this trailer, Mr. Black? No, I didn't. Oh, boy. I'm happy you said that. Because it's time, it's time to get your live reactions to oh um, what I can only describe as chaos. 
All right. All right. Let me just uh, get on. Oh, look at these likes to dislike ratio. <laughs> you already know oh, where we're at. <laughs> you already know. Here we go. Let me get this up here. <laughs> you just got the PS5. It's time to check it out, Mr. Black. It's time to go. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, in three, two, one, go. So deep that it was buried in their hearts. I'm here to kill chaos. That's my mission. <laughs> Looks like chaos has been waiting for us. <laughs> you gonna make us go in there and find you? Guess we'll just show ourselves in. I only know one thing. I want to kill chaos. <laughs> you need to. It's not a hope or a dream. It's like a hunger. Thirst. Move aside. You're dust. <laughs> you sure chaos is here? Yeah, we can only squash monsters for so long. That guy's definitely black, <laughs> by the way. This is the shrine of chaos. Wow. He's here. We just have to hunt him down. Feel the pain. The darkness. Jeff, is there's no the shadows on the ground underneath any of these characters. No doubt. Most of the time, anyway. <laughs> there was a knight who left on the same journey as you. But what is this guy? Why does he look like he shops at a hot topic? What the fuck is this guy wearing? <laughs> I would be grateful if you looked for him. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos. Look at what he's wearing. He looks like he literally just hit up like a fucking H&M and then showed up at this guy's castle. And who are you? We're here to kill Chaos. <laughs> the prophecy's very own warriors of light. Really? He always wore such splendid armor with a helmet that was... Terrifying to behold. It's Garland. No. I become chaos. <clears throat> <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> oh my god, man. Oh, how many times did they say chaos in that trailer, Mr. Black? Several. You can get hammered if you took a shot every time. Oh my god, man. Tell me that's not some of the most impressive. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a bold new vision for final f no. It, it, it was it was bold. Stop. That looks like a budget <laughs> Devil May Cry meets Dark Souls mixed with Final Fantasy hot garbage. <laughs> and not in like the worst possible versions of all those things. Combined. That motherfucker rolled up in a t-shirt and jeans. Standing I'm across from him. <laughs> and you got the black character? Yeah. Yeah, we look like <laughs> chaos, motherfucker. Yeah. I definitely got I definitely sound like this because you know I'm black. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh man, that shit is that shit 
That so, shit looks so. That is gonna fail so hard. That uh, looks so bad. Apparently, the gameplay is not complete dog shit. But I don't think that even if the gameplay was incredible, like I, I would want to subject myself, dude. I. Anyway, that looks bad. It it doesn't look that good. Looks, that looks very very bad. It it seriously looks like a budget Devil May Cry. Dark Souls in Final Fantasy. Oh man, the voice acting was terrible too. No, it's horrible, horrible <laughs> voice acting. What are you doing here? Where to kill chaos? <laughs> yeah, chaos don't die, motherfucker. Really? Yeah, chaos. I can see it's a the helmet. It's so big and, and bold. Uh, that it's just sounds so bad. Oh. Uh. Yeah, that's bad. And that kind of sums up Square Enix's entire presentation, to be honest. Nice. Uh, nice. Just kind of bad. Nice. nice. Uh, and there you have it. Then we move uh, We move on. There were some other shows that happened that I reviewed as well on the Clips channel, but nothing worth talking about here, really, uh, in, in any amount of depth. Um, you know, not to say everything was bad, just nothing that, you know, we need to highlight here. You can check it out on the Clips channel. Uh, but Nintendo did happen. Nintendo put on a pretty solid show. Um, even though I wasn't allowed to restream it, but, uh, all the same. Um, lots of people were happy with this. It wasn't a lot of, you know, uh, uh, Nintendo fans were, can be kind of salty, uh, for any number of reasons, but it was a pretty good show. Kind of hard to be upset about this show. Uh, I have it listed here. I, I call it the Millennial Show, Mr. Black, because it's like they pulled out every game from 2003 and uh, crammed it into a remake or a remaster or some shit and, and put it into this show. So things like Super Monkey Ball, Advanced Wars, and WarioWare <laughs> all made an appearance at this bad boy. Uh, not that any of them look bad. I mean, they all look good, but it was, it was like a time machine. I'd gone back in a time warp. Then we had, uh, Metroid Dread, uh, was, uh, was announced, bringing back that, uh, that side-scrolling Metroid action for the first time in, I don't even know how long it's been since we've had one of those. It's been a while since we've had one of those. Uh, and this is kind of a stopgap between now and the time that Prime 4 shows up on the scene they're still developing prime four so this is kind of their uh, uh like a, they're in between while people wait for metroid prime four to hit the scene um prime four of course will not be a side you know a side scroller that's going to be the in the 3d style that uh, we've had uh, since prime became a thing um it looked good i really like i wish that they'd commit nintendo would commit to uh, doing like pixel art with a side scrolling game like this. Uh, it kind of like it, uh, right now, pixel art is super popular and it looks really good because you're not constrained to just, you know, 16 bit. You're not really constrained to Super Nintendo spec. You can take pixel art to another level beyond that we've seen. Um, and, uh, uh, but all the same, it's not that I don't like how it looks. I just wish that they maybe have had considered going that route. Maybe they did. All the same, it does It does look good. It looks fast and fluid. It looks like a fun Metroid game. I know a lot of people were very excited to see that. Uh, I've never been a huge Metroid fan. I've li- I know I have an immense respect for the games because there's almost zero bad Metroid games. They're pretty much all exclusively very good. Uh, it's just never been... It's kind of like fighting games. It's never really been my, 
my bag. Did you play Metroid games back in the day? Did you? Was that games no. that you got into even as a kid? No. I just I, never I, never got into them. I never uh like uh, uh, Diz had Metroid on his Super Nintendo growing up, and uh, we we would like play it in spurts, but like nobody on the street was really like big into uh, into Metroid. But uh, all the same, there you go, Metroid Dread. Uh, is coming up. Uh, that's coming October 8th of this year uh, to uh, to bridge that gap. Then we got Fatal Frame, which is funny because we were just talking about Fatal Frame the other day on the podcast or, or a couple weeks back now, I, I should say, uh, when we were talking about Pokemon Snap, you know, showing up. So all you need now is Fatal Frame. And well, here we are. Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater was announced for later this year, bringing, uh, like I said here, bringing Pokemon Snap and Fatal Frame in the same year for all of you budding photographers that wanted that to, to all happen on the Wii U, but it never did. Well, now you're getting it on the Switch. And it looked pretty good. I mean, like, a, like we're saying, Fatal Frame, even if it's done mediocre, no other game really kind of does what Fatal Frame does, so it just ends up being better even if it's not anything to write home about, you know, from gameplay perspective. It's just kind of unique. So, uh, so yeah, I might have to give that a, a little look-see when it, it drops as well. Uh, following that, we got Mario Party Superstars, which brings DLC levels of content, uh, throws the idea of DLC out the window and says, fuck it, we're Nintendo, we're going to re-release this bitch for full price, and everyone's going to buy it anyway. And that's what it is. Brings back some classic boards from previous Mario Party games, amongst other things. Otherwise, it's basically the same game. Uh, and uh, they're going to slap a full-price sticker on that bitch. So, uh, there you go. Mario Party Superstars bringing it uh, October 29th of this year. And then, of course, the big one uh, that everyone was hoping would show up. Everyone wants to see it. The world waited and, and, and was, was you know, uh, rumor mills were flying, but Breath of the Wild 2 trailer did pop. Uh, we did get to check that out. Did you see that one as well, Mr. Black? I did, I did. What were your thoughts on that one? How did you feel about the, uh, the, the first major trailer for Breath of the Wild 2? Uh, I mean, the game doesn't interest me. Uh, yeah. I played, I played, like, eight or ten hours of the first Breath of the Wild when I first got a Switch and then just never played it again because I just didn't think it was a very good game. Mm. Uh, but I'm not a Zelda fanboy or, you know, I, I don't... It's not my it's not my jam. So, obviously, it sold really well. People were excited for it. Um, the island shit that they had going on there was cool, like, you know, floating between islands and uh He was, like, phasing through shit. Too like yeah, like, going up through the uh, the bottom of the the crater or whatever to the yeah. top. So it just see it seems like um, they're kind of expanding the scenery and the things that you can do and interact with uh, with the landscape. So that's cool. Um, listen, it looked like a Zelda game. Uh, for those that are into Zelda, I'm sure it's two thumbs up for you guys. <laughs> for those that are into Zelda, I'm just like. I'm happy for Zelda fans, I guess. Like I Yeah. I'm just not into it. I'm just not into and I'm even more so not into this type of Zelda. Yeah. Like uh I I I prefer the more children-based one where it feels a little more juvenile. This one is obviously the audience is getting older and they, you know, they're trying to to appease a little bit more to the audience that grew up with Zelda. So I get it. But I think it's it's from what I played 
Um, never once again, take this with a grain of salt, everybody. I've never been the biggest Zelda fan. Like I'm not an Ocarina of Time guy. I don't really care. But as I was playing this Breath of the Wild, I felt like it lost its heart. I felt like it lost its whatever the hell that thing was. It's X um, Factor. Yeah, it just felt soulless. It just felt like a. It felt like a generic action adventure game. That's it, man. It yeah. just didn't have that. I mean, maybe I didn't play it far enough to 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 really get those feelings. Uh, and well, I, I beat it. I can tell you okay, that's how well, I felt. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, and this looks the same. Like this just looks the same. So, uh, for those that enjoyed it, I'm happy for you. I'm in the I don't give a fuck uh, campaign, and uh, that's that ain't gonna change. I don't care if people are like this is. The single greatest game since I, you know, 007 Goldeneye. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm just still not going to play it. It's a high benchmark. So, it's a high benchmark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I I beat Breath of the Wild. I I put somewhere between sixty and eighty hours into it. Um, and yeah, I I had similar feelings. It didn't feel like a Zelda game to me. It felt like, uh, you know, it looked the part. It's yeah. not that it didn't look the part. It looked I liked I liked Link's design. I liked all the character designs I thought were very nice. The world was obviously very pretty, but it just it didn't but beyond that, it didn't feel like a Zelda game to me at all. The dungeon designs were um I far prefer the dungeon designs in older Zelda games. What they did with that where it was like a lot of them were like motion control mini games and similar things like that. Uh, and very kind of simple puzzles that were like one-off rooms was not interesting to me. You know, having thematic dungeons that tied into the story uh, better than these than those dungeons did was is obviously way more palatable to me. Um, and so, yeah, it just ended up feeling like a very generic open-world action adventure game. Um, that on top of that, ran like shit because it's on a Switch... Uh, and so it was like fucking 18 frames per second <laughs> for a lot of the time. Uh, some towns, my God, it was like five frames per second. It was so bad. And then, uh, you know, beyond, beyond that, it, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it just cause kind of fucking generic action adventure. Jeff's pulling something off of the shelf right now. This is, this is peak Zelda for me. This Link to the past. There you go. This is this is absolute peak. And in my opinion, uh Zelda has never has never been past this. Um, including Ocarina of Time, all of them. Maybe if I played Ocarina of Time as a kid after this, I may have put that before it, but there is something there's something about the simplistic nature of this game. Not necessarily just the graphics, but the the world exploring, unlocking certain parts of the map. It's very old school, walking around, tsung, 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 like just very basic. Felt like I was playing an RPG, like a like a like an old RPG. And now mm. Breath of the Wild felt like I was playing a dungeon, like this weird Dark Soulsy, uh, I I I hybrid of Zelda. I, I can uh, tell you, I definitely, just, I I definitely didn't like the breakable weapon shit. Yeah, in it's just Breath of the Wild. This right here is peak for me. Yeah, that's why I have this complete in box. This is this is the this is the show. This is the show. I would buy a remake of this on the Switch. Well, they did. They did the the. I know um, they had it like for the 3DS and uh, different stuff like that. I don't know if they did a Switch one, 
but I would buy that. Like that's a game that I would play yeah. on the go, um, and and fuck with and and have fun with. But yeah, this this right here is peak for me. Yeah, I mean, when you talk to Zelda fans, it's it's similar to the Final Fantasy fans, where you're likely going to either hear six in terms of like what they think the best Final Fantasy is. You're going to hear six and somewhere between maybe seven and if you get younger people you might get into 10 or some shit but mostly it's six and seven are like the arg yeah. the, the most argued and it's like the the difference between the first iteration of the 3d version of the games versus the peak absolute peak of the 16-bit era which yeah. is what you would have gotten in Final Fantasy VI versus Final Fantasy VII, and the same with what you're saying is showing there with Link to the Past versus Ocarina of Time. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's very similar in that regard. But yeah, Breath of the Wild uh, kind of he, neither here nor there for me. I don't like the breakable weapon shit. It was hilarious to me that the that the 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 Master Sword actually had durability. I mean, that was that was where I just I remember <laughs> looking at the. I remember just looking at down at my and just like, what the fuck did you do here? Uh, you just just stick to it. Just stick to an encumbrance system, like every other like sane yeah. fucking developer. Uh, like some people liked it. I did like that you could throw the weapons. So when the weapon was like just on the brink of being broken, you throw it for like massive damage if you could hit an enemy or whatever. But like beyond that, it was just like, here, let me show you my vast inventory full of fucking weapons. Uh, so that when one breaks, I just pull out another fucking weapon. Um, yeah, I, there was so there's a lot of mechanics I wasn't a big fan of, but it looked good. It looked like Zelda. It sounded like Zelda. Everything else about it did not really fucking uh, flip the switches for me. Maybe Breath of the Wild Two does a bit more of that. We'll find out when it lands. But for now, uh, that was listed for. Uh, sometime in 2022, I think, or some shit. It's a ways away yet. Yep. Uh, and then the last thing, which is not related to anything about E3, is that Cyberpunk 2077, miraculously, Mr. Black, has managed to make its way back onto the PlayStation Store on June 21st. Four more days. It's finally happened. They've made it back. They did it. Rejoice. Proud of them. Rejoice! You can you can soon buy the game again on the PlayStation Store, and that, Mister Black, wraps up E3 and Summer Game Fest 2021, which means it's time to sell out. Patreon.com/slash/LegTV. Head on over there, throw all the monies at the screen. If not, and you can't afford to, it's totally fine. Just make sure you hit the like button, leave a comment on YouTube, share with a friend. Uh, support a sponsor if you can, because we got two of them. We got Elgato. If you don't have a stream deck, you all got to get one. Mm. Uh, if you can get uh, lighting, which is what I have on right now. If not, it'd be super dark in here. Um, you can get the Wave product, uh, the Wave 3, which is a microphone. Dude, they've got, they got stuff for everything. If you're in a smaller room and you want some of that echo to go away, you can go ahead and get their sound dampeners that you can put on the walls, and they actually look pretty, too. It's not like you got these like foam ripped up things there you can make your own designs and make it fun and uh and badass all at the same time uh so yeah go check them out link is in the description below we also got nord vpn if you guys don't already have a vpn service uh go to www.nordvpn.com slash ott use the promo code ott get 70 percent off a two-year term plus you get a bonus month for free 
30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like the service for whatever reason, it's not doing what you thought it would, get your money back, no questions asked. Watch different regions of Netflix by the click of a button. Watch uh, region block content on the internet. Stay safe and stay anonymous, whether you're at home or out on the fly, using public Wi-Fi, if you're traveling. Um, they have an app right there on their phone. You can get on your PC, your laptop, your anything, your smart TV. Your, they, they've, got it, they've got it covered. So make sure to go and check out NordVPN if you guys are ever in the market for a VPN. Think of them because they support the podcast. If you want to see us keep doing what we do, go support the sponsors whenever you're in the market for those types of things. So shout-outs to Nord, shout-outs to Elgato, and shout-outs to everybody that goes and supports them. Link is in the description below. Boom! What a beauty. And now it's like time that. for... Movies and TV. Not a big list this week, Mr. Black. No. Uh, but I will say that I watched Bo Burnham's special Inside on Netflix. Okay. Uh, Shout-out to NordVPN, because it's currently only on American Netflix. Um, but, uh, I did watch it and I highly, highly, highly recommend that anyone watch it, especially if you are in like the age group of somewhere between 25 and 35. If you're in that group that lived and remember a time where it was not internet 2.0 and it was just kind of the dawn of the internet, uh, you know, maybe you can still remember when it was mostly just a couple of message boards and Netscape Navigator, where life was like before internet internet happened, uh, and then have now, but now still been young enough to be have participated heavily in and experienced and and know the social media internet 2.0. That's a big a big win because this will speak more uh, to you than it would anyone else. But Bo Burnham in general, one of my favorite comedians. He's uh, actually YouTuber turned comedian. He's one of the OG YouTubers. Uh, I think he started in like 2006. He was a kid. He was like 15, 16 years old, and um, and did basically musical parody and uh, continues to do a lot of uh, a lot of that. But this special is based on him in the guest house they have out back during the pandemic, during lockdown, where he wrote, shot, edited all of this entire special over the course of the pandemic for a, a bit over a year is the time he took uh, to do this whole thing. And um, uh, they've been slowly putting, people who follow me on Twitter have seen me posting like some of the music videos from the special that he's been posting um, as well. I like, I, 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 I don't want to sound like I'm sucking this dude's dick, but this is, I, 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 I like, uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but to say that I'm pretty sure that people are going to be analyzing this, this special, because I, I, it's comedy, but it's tragic comedy. They're going to be analyzing this bitch in like 10 years. It's already getting analyzed all over the place, but this is going to be one of those specials that get, it's, okay. okay, you know how George Carlin's, not to put it necessarily in terms of impact on comedy but in terms of people talking about it and how it and how it was indicative of culture at the time george carlin's um you know four letter words you can't say on tv thing where he went on tv and just like said every word you can't fucking possibly say on television at the time uh, and and what it's it's going to be something like that that people talk about i can't i, I and i know that sounds like super hype but 
It's a little uh, hype. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big fan of of Bo Burnham. I'm not. I'm not particularly his comedy. Um, I'd say it's a hit or a miss for me, but it's mm. nine times out of ten a complete miss. I think mm. it's very. I don't know, but you are hyping it up a lot, and I do have NordVPN, so I might just give it a try just because. Uh, um. I'm not saying all of his stuff is bad because there 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 has been a couple of songs that he's made that that have been ironically funny um and I think he does that purposely um but I can't say I can't say I'm a big fan of this guy. Uh I just I don't know. I I think it's um I don't relate to anything this guy says ever. It's very Well, to it's so to be to be fair, none of his stuff is likely well, this special will relate to you insofar as that you're a content creator and so it will speak to you from that perspective quite substantially. But yeah. Bo has even himself parodied the fact that that he's he's speaking to like upper middle class white kids in like because yeah. that's that's what he that's what well, he I didn't is want to say, i didn't want to say that but since you brought it up well it's a, he he brings very, it he brings it up yeah. himself but he knows but, but his comedy's always been like that it's yeah. never been for someone like me no i'm um, not saying that i can't enjoy it or yeah. there isn't people of color that like think he's funny and stuff but it's very like it's very um it's very white it's very caucasian and which is oh, fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm half white. I have tons of white family. Um, I I'm not saying that I can't enjoy white comedy because there's plenty of his comedy uh, is is a, is is a mixture of extreme extreme introspective, like into himself and about himself, and observational comedy. So he is yeah. the guy that looks at what's happening around around him and draws on that for uh for his material he's not because he's a white guy it's he can't and he talked about this on the on a on the thing uh, on the i don't know if you ever watched um episodes of this where they get top performers from uh you know in comedy and other things to the, the green room where he had to sit down it was him and several other uh, and three or four other prominent comedians um and he was talking about this where it was like um uh he um, what what did he say? I just lost my fucking train of thought because I'm fuck. I only slept for like four hours last night. So anyway, regardless, I would watch it. Um, uh, I I would definitely watch it if you're in that age group because it's 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 not other than a show called White Girls Instagram or White Woman's Instagram, which is one of the which is like the the normie humor. He's not really uh being very uh downer about it. Um, oh, I don't remember. I remember what I was going to say is that he talks about in the green room, how he can't speak from a, like the, the same places of struggle that most comics that become famous draw from. So most really famous comics are drawing he born in privilege. Yes. He's an upper middle-class white guy that, that oh, okay. that's that. And he references that all the time. He knows, he knows that. But he still wants to make comedy, but he can't draw from the same stuff that, like, most people do. They usually yeah. come from a place of, like, deep... Now, he has his own shit where he has... A, a, he struggles a lot with... Um, with... Uh, 
with within himself. Is is it's the usual like uh Dude, he's a content creator, man. I he's a content it. creator. <laughs> so like that's his that's his struggle. So a lot of his comedy can come from that, but that's like that's really it. Regardless, anyway, go watch it. And right. uh, we'll talk about it next week if you watch it. I'll and, watch it. Uh, I'll give it a try. Uh, yeah. Well, anxiety is, is one of his big ones. Is it, he, is it like, is it an hour of just him singing songs? Like, is that what it is? Or is there like, not stand, necessarily. It, it's mostly, it's not stand up. It's the it, dude. It's him in a fucking room. It's, it, it's, it's closer to cinema than it. And you'll appreciate this because you're a cinema guy. It's closer to cinema than it is a comedy special. And it's closer to tragic comedy than it is a true comedy special. Cause you will laugh or an audience. No, he's in, he's literally in his guest house for a year. Just talking? Just talking? No. Oh, he's, he, in, he he's did, in it for a year? He did, he, dude, did you not hear me? So he, so he did, he went to his guest house. He wasn't there for the year specifically, but out in his back, oh, okay. he has a little guest oh. house thing. And right. he, and he, that was his studio. And over the course of a year, he produced, wrote, edited, shot, everything about the special and put it out himself. He went out and he got, he, he has like the, uh, he has like a consumer grade fucking, uh, uh, Panasonic Lumix camera that meets Netflix's very specific video standards at like the baseline. And then just went and recorded all this shit, um, over the course of a year. Like his hair gets long, like the special goes on, his hair is getting fucking longer, his beard is getting fucking longer, he's looking more haggard as time goes on. So yeah, uh, go and and watch that for sure, definitely very good. But I'll be interested to hear what you think about from the cinema perspective, because it's definitely closer to cinema than anything else, and he actually references directly a lot of cinema in it in terms of the shot choices and what he does for themes and stuff throughout it because uh, it's like a four sequence show alright uh, other than that I watched the first episode of Loki with them thought it was pretty good I didn't watch it yet I'm I'm waiting for episodes to come out and then I'm just kind of like what bin- I do you want to binge it yeah I want to I want to binge it because yeah. I I don't know man I I just want to binge it <laughs> I, I won't wait till it all comes out I'll probably wait till like the first three or four come out then binge that and then do it weekly so. yeah that's fine yeah and just turned it on i turned around and i and we, i ended up watching most of it when i was doing other work yeah i hear it's really good so uh i you know for yeah they did a great job in the uh in, in that first episode and i you know obviously won't spoil anything but i will say that um that the chemistry between um owen wilson owen wilson and what's his uh, who what's his, uh, his the guy yeah, Tom yeah. Middleton. Um, f- exactly what you would have imagined their chemistry yeah. to be, and it was a perfect casting choice. And it, it it immediately made me interested in the rest of the series, just based on knowing that those two are going to spend a lot of time in the same room. It will will make it uh, very very good indeed. So uh, so yeah, uh, that's all that's all I saw this week. I don't know if there's anything else that came up in the news. Nothing going on, man. It's. Uh pretty dead out there yeah i haven't really heard much of any news as of late that's it uh beautiful which means it's time to move on to tech support patreon.com slash lag tv it's a place to go where you can give us your money and then in return for ten dollars or more just as an example you can ask us questions and we answer as many of them as we can here on a segment called tech support and so we're going to do that Right now. Mm. 
Time Tricks asks, gaming related, do you guys feel that since the pandemic started, the quality and uh, the quality and quantity of video game entertainment has gone up, down, or kind of stayed the same? Well, I mean, it's it's uh, releases have gotten delayed, so we can't really tell most of the time. And then what's what has come out has obviously been a bit more broken than usual, because how could it not be? Yeah. <laughs> like. You got everyone working from home in, in like these situations where they scrambled to get people to be able to continue working and video game development is already a hellscape. And so to like throw a pandemic in the midst of all all that and trying to hit any amount of deadlines is, you know, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, and so I don't always give people benefit of the doubt, but you know, this is one of those times where you're just like, okay, you know, uh, Shit's going to happen. Yeah. Now, I will say this. With all this fucking pandemic shit that went on for the last just about two years now, which is crazy to even think about. Um, we're, go- we're going on two years. We're, get- we're getting, yeah, we're, we're getting we're, into we're, it. We're getting there. Um, if I don't get some really fucking great TV shows and movies <laughs> from, like, writers that are just sitting around with their thoughts for God knows how long... Bo Burnham's um, inside. Yeah, there's there's no there's 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 no excuse to not get good storytelling. Now, as for video games, I mean, it doesn't matter how good of a story you have, the politics of making a video game just cuck uh storytelling from just a developmental standpoint. You know, is there's so many moving parts um and there's so many different levels of management and 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 leaders and this and that and and when you're not able to get into a physical space together and work things out um and everything is remote um and then there's still deadlines and then there's like okay maybe we'll go then okay no now we're going to change the date no now we're going to do um fuckery is just going to happen so in terms of the video game space i am expecting probably the lowest of tier quality of video games um over this next year two years um unless they continue to delay and then they pick back up where they left off but the more you delay man the more these companies are losing money like you know the these companies don't just have you know 150 200 million dollars to go and develop a game uh with with money that's sitting in a bank account you know this is all money that is loaned this is things that you're paying interest on this money there's big deadlines you know people just think when people make movies that somebody just writes a check and it's just money that you just pull out of your bank account it's just not how this shit works man um you know every video game is a business you know and there's small businesses within these these companies so um there's obviously massive pressure shareholder wise um everything to produce and I just feel like it's inevitable there is going to be some rushing um, on these games that are coming out. Um, I'm happy that games have been delayed. I mean, look what happened with Cyberpunk. It's the same thing. Yeah. There's just a lot of pressure. And then you had COVID. Um, things, you know, it's just the way she goes. I believe that if Cyberpunk, it, there wasn't COVID, there wasn't this pressure, I think they they could have fixed a lot of the things that went wrong with the game. Um Obviously, it was so incompetent that like there were still going to be issues. But I truly believe that COVID has played a big part in some of these gaming companies uh, or developers 
shit in the bed. At least I'm gonna give them that out, and and they're taking that out too. Like they're they're they'll they'll tell you what's up. So yeah, I, I for what we're getting and what we're seeing, I still think it's admirable, and I think it's it's serviceable. Um, I think on the movie side of things, though, uh, and you know TV and stuff, I I think we better see the best fucking shit imaginable over the next two years because all the writing that's been going on I think you know that or even storytelling within video games but the development side it's hard to do remote man it's hard to do remote get and not have that team spirit but who knows I I could be proven wrong Halo may come out and blow me away Battlefield may come out and blow me away these Nintendo games I'm sure the Nintendo games are gonna be fine they they are always they always put out quality even though it's overpriced um you know, you never know. Who knows? We might we might be surprised. This might have been the thing they need to make better games where they're like, listen, we've actually got an out here. Let's just delay, 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 and let's make it. I don't think that's the case, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, you can't, there's no two ways around, uh, around it moving. You know, it's not that doing game development from home is an impossible task, but it's the... It's the transitional phase of getting an entire company having the vast majority of their workers, if not all of their workers, transition to that. You you don't just you don't just easily flip a switch and all of a sudden everyone's working from home. There's a shitload of work that goes into me making that remotely possible. So this ain't doing a podcast, right? No, not doing you're not. A podcast, you're not doing right? a fucking podcast. You're doing legitimate development games. work. Yeah, they're doing. They're building games. Like so, that's being able being able to yell over like, "Hey, yo, Adam, come check this out." You know, "Hey, I'm having this problem," or "Hey, come." You know, that is very different. Well, not just um, that. Is that workstations at home? Like, what are they? Are they taking their workstations with them to be able to yeah. do that? And then you have to have remote systems put in place to be able to manage all of that. And then not everyone's internet connection is made equal, and so sending and receiving, oh, yeah. it's, it's just a fucking shit fest, right? Nightmare. nightmare. So yeah. Nightmare. So twenty twenty two. Judging by the what we saw at E three and what we're likely to see from Sony and whatnot, late twenty twenty two. Well, mid-2022 into into 2023 is probably going to be some fucking incredible times in gaming. I think you're going to get a whole slew of phenomenal fucking video games in that time, in that time frame. Mostly because a lot of the stuff that would have been trying to come out in late 2021 has just been moved over anyway. They're going to have extra polish time. Nobody's going to give them shit for it. And then there are a lot yeah. of games that are being developed that were never going to come out 2021 anyway that are just falling in that time slot and so yeah. i think it's going to be a situation i don't i don't want to call it like a 2004 or a 1997 98 but i think it's going to be close to those kind of like epic years where there are like game of the okay. year deliberations are going to be a fucking nightmare mm. um in 2022 right. 2023 I think all that's right what it's we'll going to be see. like we'll see uh, what's the longest? Eight nine ten says, "What's the longest you've gone without eating, Mister Black?" Uh, without eating anything at all? Yeah, I guess it just says without eating. I, I would say probably like fifteen, sixteen hours. Yeah, I've never gone. I've never gone like a twenty-four hour period eating no. zero. No, no, I'm not like you know. I know that there are some religious things where people just drink water and stuff uh, yeah. for long periods of some time people during also certain. Just- Fast for some people just fast and just drink for water. the sake of um, fasting yeah yeah uh but i haven't 
I, w- I would say like I've definitely gone like an entire day, like wake up and then like, holy shit, it's like 9 p.m. And I haven't eaten a fucking thing yet today. That's happened a few times. It's rare, but it's definitely happened for sure. Yeah, probably, probably like a 16 hour difference where, you know, I'll wake up, I might eat something first thing in the day. And then all of a sudden it's like 11 o'clock at night and I didn't eat all day. Yeah, yeah that's probably it. Uh, Logan uh, asks, Jeff Bezos uh, auctioned off uh, a seat to go into space with him for $28 million last week. If money wasn't an issue, would you take the risk to go into space, Mr. Black? Uh, not right away. But, you know, I'm sure space, going into space in the next, like, 20 years, it's probably going to be very affordable. It's probably going to be a couple thousand bucks to probably have an experience of a lifetime, literally. Um, there's no way in fuck I'd spend that type of money to sit by Jeff Bezos and, uh, I don't give a shit if I'm worth $500 million. I'm, I'm not. If I was going into space right now, Jeff, Jeff Bezos's uh, company is not going to be the one I'd probably choose to go into space with. SpaceX seems to have that shit more unlocked than, than everyone else right now. So I'm not going to choose, I think, that, what's it called? Blue something uh blue uh i can't remember what the fuck the name of jeff bezos space fucking company is blue something anyway i guarantee it i guarantee within our lifetime and i'm talking oh, probably it'll be commercial. The next i'm talking with within the next 10 to 20 years you will be able to go in space now we're not talking deep space we're talking above the atmosphere it'll still cost you 50 thing. 50 to 100 grand It'll cost. It'll in the beginning. I think it'll cost a lot, but then I think they'll find a way to to put a lot of people in there, and it'll be something that will be fairly affordable um, for everyday people to to experience if they want to experience it. That would it's not be the, something end, the I end would, goal. Yeah, it's not something that I would want to do anytime soon. I'd like to see proof of concept and see a lot of people go in and out. But absolutely, I feel as though like it's it'd be no different than like going skydiving, you know, that, that type of thing. It's like, Hey, it's either this shit's going to blow up or this shoot's not going to fly out. But if, if they've been doing this a lot and it's very safe, or at least they say it is, I'm willing to take the risk to experience something like what a thrill that would be getting rocketed into space and then looking at your planet. Um, and then just seeing the universe from in the universe, like, you know, just seeing the vastness of space, you know, you know what I would hope the, is that is that like holy fuck. You know, while I don't think that enough people will be able to experience it just based on cost, even when it drops. I mean, you think about how much money it costs you right now to fly from. I know, think it'll be very cheap. I, I uh, think you're overestimating. Over. I think there, it's. I think they'll be able to rock it up like a lot of people at once. Like I'll be surprised if in our lifetime it it ever goes south of ten thousand dollars. Oh, I think it will. I think I think you're going to be looking at a couple thousand bucks to go to space and come down on a very fast, like two, three hour trip, one full rotation of the Earth or whatever it takes to to go around. Um, yeah, I I think I think something like that is is going to happen. Um, at the or there'll be different packages. There'll be like you know just go up there, sit, come back down. Um, I I think I think Elon Musk is going to do it, man. I also believe in the next like 20 years, like we will be on Mars. Like there will, people will go to Mars. They will be on We're Mars. We're already working on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's very, very 
possible um, and probable. I I think I think people will be as as a family. I think people will be going. Do we want to go in space or do we want to go to Disney World? And I think it'll be a very similar price. Do we want to go to space or do we want to go to Space Mountain? I'm telling you, man. <laughs> like I think, I think the expensive part will be flying to the place you need to go to go to space. The the problem uh, that we'll have to the hurdle that we're gonna have to get over and Stuka nailed it in chat is fuel to get to space is fucking crazy expensive. So even at volume, that's gonna be the challenge is getting fuel costs low enough or the propulsion system that we use to get people to space cheap enough to lower the cost for the average person. But like the reason why I brought that up in just terms of cost and at least in the short term, you know, eventually obviously we'll have ways of making it cheaper um, is that my one hope is that I think for a lot of people to get into low orbit, to see the earth from that distance I have this this hope that it instills for whoever gets to see that some perspective, no pun intended in this regard, on humanity in general. And like, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think like it's, I, I actually believe the, that the cultural thing, like yeah. seeing the whole planet brings it, people together, makes like you, you feel, feel like we really should be working together more than we yes. do. Yeah. Um and because when how you're, could it not? Yeah, because when How you're just down in your like your own little day to day life, and you only yeah. see this tiny little fucking dot version of it, uh, you know this tiny little section, it's it's easier obviously to to feel like it's it's this divisive thing, and then when you when you if you see it from that you know then it makes you wonder like what are we really fucking doing all this for? Look at how much is going on out here, and we're this yeah. like little shitter dot in the middle of nowhere. I think the best thing to do as well, or uh, the 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 greatest. Besides that, besides of literally just looking at the earth and going, oh my God, like we are so small. And this is like, and just being out there would just be like, it would be, dude, I'm telling you, like people's lives will change going up there. Just being there and seeing just the visual, it would just change your perspective on it. I don't know how it couldn't, um, mm. just, just in general. Um, so that's, I think it's the number one greatest thing. The second one is it'll finally remove these flat earth fuck boys that just say the earth is flat and you can just say listen it ain't fucking flat why don't you be a man or a woman get your ass in one of these rockets we'll pay for it fly your ass up there and see it for yourself unfortunately <laughs> they already have an answer to that it's the helmets that you have to wear ha are curved so it it changes uh, and then even if you don't have a helmet the windows that you look down upon the earth upon are what's changing the perspective to make it look They've already got that answered. Oh, so unless okay. you literally send them out with okay. no helmet into the vacuum of space, at yeah, which they point die they instantly? die before they have a chance to realize how stupid they are, yeah. there's not really any hope. Okay. Right. Makes sense. Um, Danish Devil asks, what's one item that's always in your shopping cart at a grocery store? Even if you have plenty at home, it's always good to have more. Oh, kettle chips, salt and vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's just I haven't had any in a while. It's probably oh. a good thing. I've been putting on fucking pandemic weight like a son of a Me bitch. Me too. Bro, I'm up to 190 pounds. This is the biggest I've ever been in Jesus! my life. Jesus! 190? I'm 190, bro. Bro, you're, you're approaching me. Dude, dude, if I lift weights right now, I'm going to get fucking jacked. I'm 190 I'm, uh, pounds. I weighed myself the other day. I was 189. I'm, I'm, two, I'm 212 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've got I've got a little pudge going. Abs yeah. are gone. 
they're gone. They're just gone. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just, uh, I've, I've, I've been succumbed to dad life and pandemic life, but I'm telling you when I get this urge and I start lifting and if I can hold on to this weight and I'm going to be loving it'll it. be hard to hold on to the weight. If you start exercising is the thing. I know. But- and the thing is, I'm not even like eating, I guess I'm just, I guess I'm eating bad, but I'm just, I'm not eating a lot either. So like, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm, I'm getting I'm older. Eating, well, that my too, metabolism, your metabolism is going. My metabolism, bro. It's just going. I'm yeah, eating, I'm not eating, I mean, I'm eating, I'm, I'm not eating junk all the time. I'm just eating more junk than I used to eat pre-pandemic. So like I indulge more in dessert stuff now than I would have before. Um, you know, like a comfort food kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, mom's been like baking like a son of a bitch and I'm living at home. So like, like there's a fucking yeah. bag of cookies bag that she just keeps cranking the shit out. Kayla does it too. I'm like, what are you doing, Kayla? Like, I can't stop day, myself. Like, you're going to put that there. I'm going to eat delicious. it. They're delicious. You know, I go up there, I smell fucking cookies. I'm smelling brownies, uh, apple pies and fucking, you know, this and that. And then there's chips. You know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, it's just, it's in it's, it's little bits, but oh, it's yeah. all, it's all the time. It's like, I get up, oh, yeah. oh, I'll grab a cookie or two. <laughs> you know, and then next thing you know, by the end of the day and before bed, I'm, hey, I'll grab one more cookie. I realized I ate six cookies today. I'm like, what am I doing with my life right now? But it's just, it's so good. They're, you know, <laughs> like, who am I impressing at this point? I think I've gained, I've gained at least 12 pounds. I, I would say I gained 12 pounds over the last year, year and a half. Uh, uh, which yeah, is a lot. I'm, I used to never gain weight. I could, I could eat, 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 and, and it's just it wouldn't like, make a difference. But now I'm like, fuck. I, I, like, I, mean, I actually have to think. Like I'm like, oof. I, I mean, we're we're, we're talking about you know, Jeff and I. Like Eric is saying, it's not metabolism that you're eating and not exercising. Look, uh, in my mid twenties, Jeff as well. I mean, we're talking about guys that ate Subway eight out of the seven days a week. Yes, and the subs that we weren't get, we were getting, we were not getting veggie subs, nah, nah. and we weren't abstaining from the cookies and everything else that comes with it. Nah. Um, I, I mean, we were not eating, we were not exactly eating clean. Uh, and then you'd go home and you'd just eat more junk later on, like you'd eat yep. uh, because it didn't, it literally didn't matter. I it held mattered. the exact same weight yeah. from eighteen up until about now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> at Adam 30 had, at yeah. 32. I've been exactly 195 pounds with the exception yeah. of like one time where I was stressed out of my mind and I dropped to about 190. Otherwise, I've been exactly 195 since high school. Has not yeah. changed. See, no for matter, me, if I'm jacked, was, 195. I'm not jacked, 195. 195. Yeah. 195. Yeah. So for me, I I I had like three stages. So in high school all the way up to about 21. I weighed between 150 and 160 pounds. So like if I was if I was like jacked for me, I was like 160 pounds. If I was skinny and I haven't been working out, it was like 155, 153. Then I then I would say when I between the ages of 23 and 27, I was pretty much 165 to 170 pounds. Just flat out. Didn't matter. Once again, I could lift all day, eat all day, it didn't or matter. be or or not lift and just eat junk, eat McDonald's. Drink endless amounts of pop, barely have any water. It wasn't moving. Soon as I hit 30, I basically was 175 to 180 ever all the way up until now. So I just, that was my weight. And I liked that weight because I just wasn't skinny anymore. And I always had muscles. So like, even if I didn't work out, it's like, you know, I wasn't, I was, 
I don't know, it's just genetics. And then over the last like year and a half, I I I went past that like 180 mark and now I've reached 189. I weighed myself two nights ago. I'm like, man, my shirts are like uh, feeling different. I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is just I've, I've been wearing this shirt Dude, for years. When and, I sit you know, when I sit down on the couch and I'm out in front of me, I don't have a muffin top yet, but I've never until now been able to like when well, my my shirts are relatively tight anyway because just I'm a big guy. I can't. But if I buy an XXL, it's like a fucking yeah, tarp blanket. Uh, so uh, I've never been able to see like the outline of my stomach. I've always had a fucking flat stomach, and now if yep. I sit on the couch, yep. there is a, a very much visible yeah. stomach going on down there. And Em will come over and she'll start pinching me and shit, and she'll laugh oh, at me. That's and I'm even like, worse. That's even worse. You're like, fuck! oh come on, why are you doing that, man? You're making me why feel are you bad. Doing that? So, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So I, I'm, I am way beyond the heaviest I've ever been. I just oh, yeah. need to work out. I think once I, once I start running and lift weights, if I can hold on to this, if I, I would love to be 190 pounds, just I just like the weight. I would, I would, good. I would love to work out and be two twelve, two fifteen. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen if I start no, getting on the treadmill and lift the weights again. Yeah. One ninety-five. Right I'm going to drop right down to one eighty. I'll <laughs> yeah. be one eight, be between one seventy-eight and one eighty, and that'll be the show. But yep. I think I'll feel healthier too, because right now I'm just like, eh. oh, I do well. Other than the, yeah. all the bullshit I'm putting up with right now, my body wise, I just do do butter. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh what time is it? All right, I only have a couple minutes. Let me see. Let me read all these questions and find a good one here. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of what's the longest you've gone without. Uh, oh, so Theodore, what's the longest you've gone without sex? Well, that would have been your pregnant wife. Until you guys get, didn't you, didn't you go for a period of time? At, at, oh no, sorry, your, your post-pregnant, pregnant wife. You had a, yeah, a we stint. Waited. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I waited a little while. Cause but you talked we, about it on the we, podcast where you were like yeah. losing your mind. Yeah, we, we waited a while. Um, I don't even remember how long it was. It was, it was like, too it was long. like two or three months. Two no, no, I didn't wait that long. There's no way. I, I don't. Somebody's think so. gonna have to pull the tapes. We need. You talked to, about it on this podcast. Did I really wait two to three months, dude? You were losing your mind. I had to listen to you talk about it on a weekly basis. And I must have been <laughs> over exaggerating. Two to three months. I mean, I could see if I if I had to guess, it probably would have been like. Geez, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I have to, I, I could ask Kayla. Kayla probably remember. Kayla, Kayla probably um, remember. Yeah, I know it was a while, but I didn't think it was two to three months. Holy shit. Um, I think, I think, I think we waited, a, I think we waited a while as she was getting closer to giving birth. So like when I just felt weird about it like with my son in there and stuff. Yeah, like I remember just, you talking felt, about that too, yeah. It just, it just <laughs> felt weird. I know like, early on like we just did whatever i think it was like towards the end where she was wait like she uh for one she was big like in yeah. a good way like she, you know but that didn't bug me it was the fact that like that's the hurdle for most guys is yeah that the baby's it's just in like there. yeah it's just like dude if i'm gonna if i'm gonna go you know deep inside i'm gonna leave the nuts hanging out uh <laughs> i'm not trying to hit my son you know what i'm saying <laughs> like uh it just feels weird, bro. For me, it just feels weird. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it might have been 
it might have been like six weeks or so, maybe. It could be. It could have been two months. It really could have been. I think it was like two months because they been. recommend at least six weeks. It, so that yeah, was the minimum. I know. I know. Afterwards, we waited a while. Like yeah. when when she gave birth, like because yeah. she had a C section, everything. Like yeah, we waited yeah. a while. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, I would say those are like the longest I've I've ever gone. Um. For sure. Uh. Just in general, like from if we're not including the birth of my son or like the pregnancy, um. Since Kayla and I have been married, I would say the longest, maybe a week, like the, like or or maybe a little bit more if I've gone on vacation, like if I went to Vegas or something Friday. Um, I, I I would say I would say probably at its absolute worst, the absolute worst, like two weeks tops, like tops. Ah, uh, for me it was. Well, for me, it was a long time in my previous relations. In this one, I think it was in this current relationship. I think it's been it was during the pandemic, and it was because we ran out of birth control, and we at the time couldn't get our hands on any. And when you get off of it, you have to cycle back on for a while before you uh, before you're safe again. And man, wrap uh, that up, bro, wrap that up, bro, man. bro, wrap I, that up, bro. It's it's not that I don't already. But my faith in only condom at this junction, I'm in the middle whoa, of a pandemic. Okay, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up. She's on birth control and you're using a condom? Well, not all the time. All right, let's not okay, get, I was going to say, let's, what let's the not, absolute let's, fuck? Let's, let's not fucking get hasty here. However. Uh, all right. However, okay. I don't fucking have nearly enough faith in condoms. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, it, for me, for me, it was like, for me, it's like, uh, I'm just sitting here going, you know what? It would just be my fucking luck in the middle of a pandemic. Oops. Mm, yeah. Pregnancy. Yeah, I suppose. It's probably like, it's just a good like time it, to be cautious. Like, yeah. yeah like, like, is this really the time to fucks with Mother Nature? Like, are you really? Healthy, yeah, that's a healthy amount of paranoia. I yeah, think, yeah. During a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably. In, your, parent, wanna, in your parents' house? Because then, house, then you yeah. have the awkward conversation where it's like, so uh, when did this happen? Oh, you know, yeah. Dad, you remember that night when y'all went upstairs yeah. and you guys were watching that movie and you heard a bang and yes, everything was okay <laughs> down there. That was the night. <laughs> I think that was the one. And trust me, when, when, when you, when you, um, I've said this before, um, when, when you guys, you know, inevitably try and have children and she gets off the birth control, you know, you like that nut, you know, and you're like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> that nut. You know exactly the nut. Yes, that made the child. You know, you just. I wasn't. Know. I wasn't stupid. looking to have that. That. That knowledge yet. That needs to wait. <laughs> a little bit, and certainly not in the middle of a pandemic, dude. No, so many I, of her friends are birthing babies right now, and I'm like, "You're all motherfuckers are crazy, dude. dude crazy. Uh, listen, you're in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody's fucking. Like, well, I understand, do, but man? my like, God, man, like triple rap. That's the fuck you doing to yourself, man? You're in the middle yeah. of a pandemic. Everyone's like out of work. Nobody can fucking make any money. The houses cost a bajillion dollars. You're going to bring baby in the world. And you know, all you hear from the people are like, they're, they're broke, as, <laughs> broke, broke as shit, barely fucking making it work. That wasn't going to be me, bro. That ain't bro. it. That, ain't <laughs> that it. wasn't going to be that me. That ain't it. That, that ain't wasn't going to be it. All right, one more. All right. One more, and then I'll get ahead of here and take uh, take him to work. Um, uh, 
Super Kamiguru asks, What's the worst game you've ever played and why? I think we've answered this before, and I don't know exactly what game I said. I don't know if we've said I don't know if we've talked about the worst game we've ever played. Not off the top of my head anyway. I would I would say for me it's probably uh Sonic 06, which we played for shitty games done slow, nearly broke me as a human being. Um Dude, that's a tough one. That's definitely that's a that's definitely uh, high on the list. Would be Sonic 06 for me. I don't know. And Shen uh, Shenmue's probably not long after that. In fact, to give you an idea of how bad Shenmue was, we beat Sonic 06. We quit Shenmue. Mmm. So that's that bad. Bro, you look at your watch in game and let time pass mm. for a large portion. That's that's the game. You do something and then you literally have a watch on the screen and you're and you're watching seconds tick by. So we tapped we tapped into that. We tapped into that. <laughs> Bad uh, for different reasons. Jeez, the worst game I've ever played, man. Diablo three, you did definitely didn't like. I was I was gonna mention <laughs> Diablo. I was gonna mention Diablo three, but the thing is, is like, is it really the worst game I've ever played? Probably it was very not. disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. It's like one of the most disappointing games I've ever played. Yeah, yeah. But like, just flat out worst games. I'm sure if I looked on my wall long enough, there would be several titles up there. Um, if I had to do something recently. Fuck. Dude, that's tough, man. Put me on the spot. I haven't even played that many games like over the last while. That's the thing. So I I'd would, be going with uh I something would, a bit older. Yeah, I would say Yeah, I don't know, because you've also not played a lot of shitty games. You've never really gone to your way to play particularly bad games. Yeah. So disappointing yeah. games happen a lot, but not uh, shitty games. Yeah, I, I'll say the uh, okay. I'll say Diablo three simply on the basis of it was super disappointing. Definitely was not the worst game I've ever played though. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, but just in terms of like major letdown when I bought that shit and I was like ready for it, that shit was disappointing. That or the Warcraft, um, immortal. Uh, remake or remaster or whatever mm. you want to call that that might actually take the cake that yeah. not only was a dog shit game um but it was highly disappointing so i'm actually going to go with that warcraft 3 you know what i have a different one it was a shitty games done slow sonic 06 is definitely one of the worst games i've ever played but i think the worst game that we actually ever played like from top to bottom was a game called go die g-o-d-a-i mm. uh I'm not saying you should, but if anyone ever gets the opportunity to see just how bad a video game can be, I don't think there's very many that have ever been made. And we're talking like, we're talking like, I would, I would say that Godai might even be this, like that generation's ET for the Atari. Like we're, we're talking aggressively fucking horrific at every level, every fucking level imaginable. 
And if you haven't seen it, if I still have, if, if that playthrough is still up, but Brian and I playing it, if you don't want to play it, watch us suffer through that shit. And it will change your perspective on when you think, oh, this game's shit. No, you haven't played a bad game until you're playing Go Die. <laughs> That's, no. It's even called Go Die, for fuck's sake. It's called Go Die, so yeah. What else you, what else you want? Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week. That's Tech the Off Podcast. I gotta get out of here and take my nurse uh, girlfriend to work. Thank you so much for stopping by. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Again, if you want more in-depth recaps of all the E3 stuff from this week, youtube.com slash TV 2 which is the Clips channel for uh, the podcast. You can find all those things there. Otherwise, thank you for watching so much yet again. We will see you guys next week for more. And until uh, we do, stay safe out there. Uh, get your fucking uh, 5G. And peace! Peace!